Motorcycles and Misfits uh-huh. here at the Recycle Garage in Smoky, Santa Cruz, Smoky. California. Yeah. Not all too bad today, though. Shout out to the firefighters yeah, out there. Yeah, big shout is. out. And Thank doing you. their thing up in the north, man. To everyone helping uh, And working. in the south and here in the hills. Yep. Mm-hmm. And yeah, our hearts go out to all the people yeah. that have lost everything. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think we, I think we, well, you know, we might as well just touch on that. That's been yeah. a big topic. We had some um, some visitors come by the shop today, and they're riding cross country from back east or driving cross country, and they called ahead. They're like, "Is it safe to come out there?" Mm. <laughs> well, a lot of the country doesn't even know that California is so badly on fire because the news is so uh, actually contained. that's not true. I've been having people from all different countries like checking in with me and saying are you there are you okay there but i posted yeah, about the yeah. fires earlier and people were like what fires and i'm like how do you not know that there's 72 i, I think it, i think it's international news yeah. right now. well it's not that oh, you're gonna like probably. catch on fire and burst in flames going down the road but the air quality in a lot of the state mm. is like oh, unhealthy yeah. and if not like hazardous. i've been coughing really bad and any ride over 30 minutes makes it worse so yeah. yeah just to give an update we are not near the fires we're a couple hundred miles away um we've had some uh, local fires but that, but ha- that happens but the smoke has been coming down the whole coast and we currently i saw this week we had the worst air quality in the world yep. mm-hmm. yeah in san francisco did everyone yeah. with asthma yeah. suffering there's there's thousands of people yep. suffering not oh, yeah. just the people who've lost their homes Sa- san francisco it looks like mordor right now they have to they have to yeah, drive with their headlights on during the day because they're not getting any sun that's crazy dude yeah. yeah so uh yeah hearts go out to a lot of people i saw an image somebody had posted a picture of a harley davidson in front of a building that was on fire and you could see the whole harley was smoking and the front tire had just caught on fire and somebody had posted like push it out of the way i'd like to remind people how hot (laughs) it is that that bike was spontaneously combusting yeah from the heat you don't want to go anywhere and it burned down almost ten thousand homes yeah. Well, it's, a, it's, a, it's at 20,000 structures, 150,000 acres, and 72 uh, people are dead, and yeah. 100... No, 1,000 so people reported missing. missing. 1,300, well, 1300 are, are, They're unaccountable for. 1,300 yeah, now. And wow. 76 dead, yeah. Uh, 72 now. And one was, was, are you sure it's 76? I had checked it. It said 72. It's going to rise anyway. A child's lost his home up there. Everything. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so hearts go out to everyone. Um, we had somebody who uh, got run out of their house who is in town who was going to come by today, and I was going to offer him gear, but then I realized they probably don't have a bike. How is the gear going to help them? Probably yeah. at least with their concerns right now, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I'm hoping that if, if there is anyone out there who lost their stuff, hey, we've got free gear. Come down and see us. Yeah, We can help uh, suit you back up. We got boots and gloves and jackets. All and the stuff. All the stuff. Oh. Yep. I'd like to see someone go home with that white and red onesie out there. You mean my Evil Knievel suit? No, there's two of them out there. The, the matching? track suits? Oh, the track, track suits, yeah. No. <clears throat> yeah, they're good. Um, so we did some stuff today, regardless of the, hey, Liza, the smoke. Hey, Liza, who's here tonight? Thank you. And Nock. who's not here tonight? Oh, Nock. <laughs> Look at that. We've got, uh, we've got a new guest here. Uh-huh. And, um, and there are some people missing that we will cover, too. Yes. Um, but tonight in the, uh, in the train room, 
You got me. Hey, this is Liza. What's up, people? Bring yeah. back one of my oldies, but goodies. What's up? Uh, over, uh, over by the door, we've got a new guest, Maruka. Say hi. Hey, hi everybody. Hi Maruka, hey, welcome. I'm pleased to be here with you. Yay. And queued up and ready to go with a witty saying, we've got Bagel. New car, caviar, four-star daydream, think I'll buy me a football team. <laughs> <laughs> what? That, yeah, that's it. That dire Straits. The old, the old folks will get that one. Oh. All right. Oh, boy. Uh, slumming up the classy girl couch tonight. We've got knock. Sup. <laughs> What's that? You got so excited uh, when I said you can sit on the couch tonight. I, I did. I'm, I need place to slum. <laughs> <laughs> also, on the classy girl couch tonight, we've got Z Traveler. What's up, everyone? Hey. hey. Controverse Z. Controversy in the house, exactly. Oh yeah, we will. We're gonna yell at each other. It's gonna be fight. We will get to the controversies. Uh, Over on the train side of the room, we've got Naked Jim. I am a ninja. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. And uh, now about to school us all with his perfect radio voice, Mm -hmm. we've got Theo. All right, all right. That so, was a beard. Uh, we did get some stuff done today. and <laughs> Just me and you for a while. Well, Knock helped Morgan out. Um, actually, you know, we were able to get the foot peg done. Which was great. Yeah. Uh, Morgan has a Triumph Street Triple. Street uh, Twin. No, it's a street, twin. Street Twin. 900. 900. 2016. Cool looking bike. bike. Cool it's bike. It's a sweet looking bike. Cool riding bike. But she was missing one of the passenger foot pegs, and mm. we were able to pull something out of the bucket of old foot pegs. And they had to ride around with one passenger foot peg. Um, Holy shit. Gotta love the random parts with everywhere. With a passenger but, foot peg. Monterey, yeah. You know, um, in the, just, just take the time to make it right, Jim, we had the one foot peg that was too short, so it flopped around, yeah. but it fit into the, the mount. Mm. And then we had another foot peg that was long enough that said. it wouldn't flop around, except it was too wide. Mm. Oh, wait, so, no, hold on. She came in with no rear passenger foot well, one just on the right one. Okay. Yeah. so um i introduced her to the most dangerous tool in the shop <laughs> your advice <laughs> no. oh yeah not good one and uh first i put her on the um the grinder to try and grind it down and then that wasn't doing it fast enough so we went over to the bench grinder <laughs> and just perfect ground the sides down and oh to make it narrow enough to fit made it narrow enough to cool. fit threw a bolt in there and i think she was pretty happy because yeah. i was yeah. just like here's how you use it don't do what i'm doing here put on goggles yeah. and gloves <laughs> no gloves tie your hair back well you know was, do I, what i say now what i do I thought it was mm-hmm. cool. So she's out here with the military, and she'd had a tool bag her dad had given her, which hadn't really used it yet. Mm. And she's like, and what do we start with? Oh, just taking it out, or taking the one we found first, taking the cotter pin out and stuff. She goes, I don't feel like I'm very handy. I'm like, well, you're doing it right now. you got to learn. And then next thing you know, she's grinding metal, and then Knox <laughs> got helping her do her rear brakes and stuff. Yep. That was She went from being not very handy. I'm like, you're totally handy. You just got to do it. Yep. Yep. Let's yeah. see. I got a new head bulb. Well, like, so yeah. she's at the DLI learning uh, Korean, I believe. Yeah, yeah the Korean. Defense Language Institute in Monterey, where they uh, oh, okay. teach the military people teach them foreign languages and stuff. So she's totally capable. I mean, if you can learn a different language, you could work on a bike. You know, well, oh, it's yeah. not the same type of thinking, though. Some people well, just are not mechanically I mean, inclined, but they're geniuses. Potentially, the the potential is there. I mean, the, the, you don't have to be super fucking smart to work on a bike. You know, and they were super nice people, and they were oh, smart. Yeah. We, we had, had a lot of great people here today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know, today was a good start to the day because no one showed up. 
early on it was just me and jim and i'm like yeah this, this reminds me of the old days when it's just a couple of us here just working yeah listening to music getting our shit done shooting the shit mm-hmm. so we got some stuff done I, I had to tighten the chain on my verses oh did you tell that mm-hmm. i did dude dude there was so much slack in that dude. <laughs> i remember parking it the other week going i'll come back and uh, readjust that chain for you <laughs> oh so you didn't <laughs> like, know about it and okay. like two weeks later i was like Oops. the bike's on the on the stand <laughs> you didn't notice it on the ride serviced. back the ride back from vegas oh i noticed it okay I, I, see it wasn't like it wasn't it's so bad for the chain to let you, go that you long you could tell that that thing was ready to fly loose, off the you can tell that there's, there's a driveline lash. It's not yeah. as crisp. Yeah. And um, But, like, it was a new chain, right? It was a new chain, mm. yes. And when I went to go ride the bike the other day, it was just making this racket. And I'm like, I got to turn around and go back. This yeah. is not a rideable bike. Well, was it sl- Apparently, you could ride home from Vegas on yeah. it. Okay, wait. Was it slapping the... Uh, yes. Slapping the, the... The swing arm? The swing arm? Yes. Oh, I thought it was hitting the muffler. <laughs> the muffler's like right next it was both. to it. Okay, so that's, that'd be really bad. Yeah. That's what was keeping it on the spot. Well, like at 90 miles an hour on the freeway, there's like tension on that drive line, so it's fine. <laughs> it was so loose, it was tickling my inner thigh. That's how I found out. Are you serious? That's because knock wheelie's like a mofo. Now. That's why. Yeah. I know. Wheelie well, 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 no, that, now it's like, you know, it's nice and worn and it's good. Mm-hmm. And I just, you know, um, Emma's Broken not in. here, so I want to <laughs> say here's my top tip. When borrowing somebody's bike, and riding alongside them, don't do wheelies in front of them. <laughs> I, I did not don't wheelie in dick. front of you. You I, wheelied behind me. Hey, at least it's <laughs> That's exactly what I, I did. I saw the headlight in my mirror just disappear. Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. It wasn't very high. I was just like giving it the goose. And then w- was, it at, was it at night or during the day? Um, oh, it was at night. It was at daytime, being, I think. It's got that modulating light. You can't miss it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the flash bulb going off. <laughs> Well, and and let's just um, point out some of the people that aren't here, or let's just say who's crashed this week. Mm. <laughs> Crash report. <laughs> Crash report. Yep. So apparently, Charlie has crashed twice. La- once last week and once this week. Mm-hmm. So, he crashed last the, week. Yeah, he crashed last week. What did he this do? Is on the track, I don't right? think he was supposed well, to be riding. No. I think last week wasn't on the track, and this week was on the track. Wait, what happened mm. last week? <clears throat> Low sided. Where? Doing I'm what? not sure. Avoiding a deer. It, well, apparently it was, it was an off-camber turn. Oh, that voice. And it was right <laughs> right in the beginning of the day. Yeah. Uh, so the track was cold. Tires were cold. Well, we're talking about yesterday. You're oh. talking, I, I'm talking about last week. His first crash oh, last okay. week. I'm sorry. I don't know. What I don't know. But, but he wears all... Oh, no, wait. He wasn't. He wasn't wearing his leathers. I think he's wearing jeans because his knee is scuffed up. So it was definitely street. Was it just him going for yes. a ride or something? Yes. Like, oh my god. Yes, I'm just. Or did he wheelie? So was he? I think I don't know. He wasn't something supposed stupid. to be riding since then. It was something stupid. And that's why you wrecked. So him? no, no, no. He he just scraped up his knee. Okay. Is this with and the deer? <clears throat> yeah, Micah said it was a deer. It was deer. Okay. Two deer. Uh, oh, oh well, there yeah. you go. Yeah, two deer. And then um, yesterday he was on the track with yeah. cold tires and he pushed the bike too far. Yeah. And. Um, Messed up his shoulder a little bit, so now doctor's orders. He Apparently, cannot yeah. ride for a while. Mm. Lost the front. Now end, he can't ride. Yeah. Turn well, you know, at least it's winter time. But Micah did a track day, and she said she loved it. So that's pretty cool. Well, she did. Part. I still haven't done yeah. my first track day. Did she do on what, the FC6? When was that? Uh, yesterday. Well, oh, the her and Charlie mm-hmm. went on. Uh, mm-hmm. Or Supermoto was it? Yeah, yeah. Supermoto or I like mean, FC6? I think FC6. Mm. 
But how awesome that we've watched her go from just being like, you know, Charlie's girlfriend riding on the back. Yeah, not no identity. Just Charlie's girlfriend. Oh, yeah. I didn't, I didn't, <laughs> didn't talk to her the Horribly first couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> to you, she was. I don't, I don't talk to I don't, I don't talk to Pillions. And that she's come and she's done all these different riding styles. She's taken a lot of classes and now a track day. Yeah. I mean, she's doing it right. She's going through all the steps. Was that within a span of about a year and a half, two Developing years, maybe? Developing skills. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Right. And buying, yeah. getting new bikes. She's she, got the Grom. And, the and she works on her own now. bike. I don't, I don't need Takes like, care of it. I, a lot of people don't even have that kind of even schedule when they're getting into their riding career. It's like for a lot of people, they don't get into the track until like, Three or four years or something like that, you know, or it's like twenty cool. years from now. Yeah, I've never done, done a track, track day. Yeah. But you know, I mean, Charlie, he's always pushing things to the limits and trying it out. But that's what that you do. That's what you patience. do. That's yeah. what you do on the track when you're young. I mean, whatever he was doing on the street. Well, you said it was a deer, but um, uh-huh. so oh, the street's different. But you know, things things happen. You you wear the right gear, and the bike survives each time. Well, well, regardless, the, the, he's like that bike crashes really well. <laughs> We're gonna well, give this a ten rating. Huh? Yeah. Was he on a super? No, 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 the DRZ. Oh, okay. No, oh, of course it crashes well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Jack's one thing. Deer, deer, as we know, are a whole different story. But we'll see if he can follow doctor's orders and not ride. Yeah, Probably I doubt not. it. Yeah, Michael's <laughs> like, I'm taking his keys. I would be surprised he was concussed, stupid, because of it. <laughs> Really? I don't know. I guess was he? I guess he didn't. Well, I mean, he wasn't concussed. Obviously, I mean, he said he learned the lesson right. about pushing it on cold tires. Yeah. Well, you have to crash to learn on the track. That's how you learn. No, you don't have to crash to learn. <laughs> <laughs> then why do? They, well, why do these guys? Why do the guys on practice practice well, sessions crash that, all the time? That's the easy way to learn, I suppose. Yeah, it's expensive <laughs> well, way to learn. I yeah, guess if you're not paying for it, it's different. Right, but I think it's just lack of experience, not realizing that you know your first lap. You know, even if you're three sessions in, your first lap, and you don't have tire warmers, or you're not, yeah. if you're pushing a certain pace, that you should probably take it easy the first couple of laps. Yeah, and you can also be aware too of of the conditions and what your bike is doing, yeah. and and feel it. You know, if you feel it start to give uh, give out a little bit, you don't push it any further. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, and, he lost the front end, so from what I understand, it's it's pretty. It was sudden for him. Yeah. But, like, again, like, just take it easy the first lap. Get your tires warmed up, dude. Is Supermoto yeah. more susceptible because you're braking so much later? Um, no, the, the the speed and the, the way it scales down yeah, okay. to it is mm. pretty much the same. All right. Yeah. I mean, it's you could tires. definitely push a Supermoto front end a lot more easily. But, it's you know, it's still the same kind of limitations, I guess, as far as speed. Yeah, he'll be fine. <clears throat> Ooh, on other <clears throat> note, I kind of got some good news. About the garage. I don't Uh know that everyone here in the room is aware. Mm -hmm. But we've been saying for years now, we have had the concern about losing the parking lot that we use because it belongs to the building next door. Mm -hmm. And then they had, the new owners came in and I did a little song and dance and got in good with them. And then the (laughs) tenants move in and uh, there was still an office left and the office one of the office parking spots is right in front of the garage. Mm. And so that's been my concern. If somebody moves in and rents an office space and is open on Sundays or has customers coming or something like that, that we would be done. But good news is a tenant moved in. He's cool. 
It's just him in, in the office, no customers. And the owners told him that we do our thing on Sundays. So I think that that's really cool, especially now because there's so many people that are biased against any motorcycle group that we've got these neighbors who have no skin in the game. No reason to it's be so, supporting It's so nice us. to see because we've got so much bad press that every one of us has to face when we meet people and we have to do our best to change people's minds when they have those bad impressions. So what a huge, it's a huge weight off my shoulders knowing that as long as we can be friendly with everyone and in good communication. And not rev really loud motorcycles for three hours straight. <laughs> that they are fine with us continuing to do what we do. So hey... I am so happy. It worked out pretty good. Yeah. Yes. We um, off the shoulders. Oh, I wanted to share. I did a ride last week that I wanted to share because we haven't talked about this. Mm-hmm. Um, that um, I want to. Jim and I have been talking about doing this for a while, putting together a ride to invite everyone on. Um, um, Theo and Maruka, I think you guys will like this one. Um, Maruka, how long have you lived here? In Santa Cruz, only four months oh yeah you'll like this one <laughs> so um our a lot of our motto on rides is is it's live to ride ride to eat oh i'm so down <laughs> <laughs> especially I'm if so it either down. has if it has pie sausage is in a bowl on a stick <laughs> <laughs> or in a, in a bucket any food in a bucket, bucket. i'm in a or, a tower. In. or a tower of tower uh, hands oh, down tower it's a done oh, deal tower tower of arthropods essentially. we have so much good food here um, yes, we do. Really good food. So I decided let's start throwing together a little moto food tour because we got great riding too. So I did a little test run um, last week with a fellow Chicka Stanner, Michelle. And oh, cool. First, we went. Uh, we took back roads over to um, Coralita Sausage Market. Nice. Which is a really cool place where you can get. Uh, oh, they have so many different flavors of sausage that they make there at the butcher shop, <laughs> and a lot of it is cheese infused. I was say, anything stuffed with cheese, oh. yeah. anything with cheese. That, is, that is there some with bacon really, in there really too? Good. Oh yeah, really good. Yeah. And they have a couple picnic tables across the street. Who the, thought? Uh, who thought you could take that many animals and put them in a tube form? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> tube form. Um, so we first we started, and Michelle had been, never been to any of these places. Oh wow! So we started out Coralitos, great sausage, and then we continued on the back roads and we went over to Gizditch Pie Ranch and this is a um, apple orchard and they in, in one of the big barns they just put tables and serve pie and it's, it's apple mm. season now it's yeah. dope man they got such mm. good pies oh yeah oh I mean and you get it a la mode right yeah oh yeah and we are lucky here we uh, I wonder if we could do this on the official tour we can go to both pie barns yeah, you know, if you want to stretch it out, I think that's a great idea. Because we got a pie barn a pie up the coast too. Oh yeah, yeah. the yeah. official tour. Are you looking at putting a, a date on this? Yeah, do that one first. You know, a little pie in the morning, and then uh, you know, right down. So the we, can we, we call this the antacid like tour? <laughs> or the acid reflux run. So we went. And I like the pie in the morning run. <laughs> yeah, we had, we had pie at the pie barn, and then we continued on the back roads. We went um, past the Elkhorn Slough. Which is just really beautiful. Mm, back, I, back I kayaked there t- a couple weeks ago. It's yeah, beautiful, so it was down. beautiful, right? Otters and seals, so much wildlife down there. Oh, and we went to Castroville, which mm. is the artichoke capital of the world. Marika's <laughs> nodding. You knew that, yes. <laughs> yes. I Where we a- went to the giant artichoke and got fried artichokes. It's, it's such a ridiculous badge of honor that we have the artichoke capital of the world. Like. 
we have the garlic capital of the world. Yeah. yeah. The artichoke capital of the world, you know? That's just funny. I don't even like artichokes, but if you fry it, I'm down. Yeah, Oh, man. it's good. So we have the fried artichokes. And then we continued on up uh, to Highway 1, where we went to Phil's Fish Market. And that was already oh. so much food. I went there when I did the, the kayaking. That place is amazing. And we had oyster shooters. Oh, mm. my God. I'm for that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now she's down. Shoot your filter um, feeders. And Michelle was so impressed because Phil's is a it's a institution. There's always a long line out the door to get in there. Mm-hmm. Even though they have massive amount of seating. And uh, first thing I did, and the parking lot is always full, but I just, I find, you know, a place to wheedle our bikes into. I'm like, just park right here. Just put it right there. It'll be fine. The great thing about motorcycles, park wherever the hell we want. And then I just marched right past everybody, right up to the bar. I said, give me six. Six what? Oh, they know what you yeah. want. They're sitting there shucking oysters. Yeah, yeah. And she's oh, like, oh, you're such a baller. Well, otherwise, you're just going to stand in line you know, for 20 Wait, minutes just to Michelle, order food. Which Michelle is this? Well, the chick is standard Michelle. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Um, the only problem is there wasn't enough riding in between. There, The places are mm. all too close. So mm. she was like, I don't think I can eat anymore. I'm like, but you have to. Well, but plus you guys went full <laughs> tilt. You did like a full sausage at, at Corlitos and a full pie. And, well, a la mode. And, and then yeah. fried artichokes. Come I know. On. That's a little. <laughs> but I wanted to ask the people here in the room, what else do we need to add to this tour? Tacos. Yeah. yeah good I mean, come on, tacos. Good. You know, we could go down to uh, Gonzalez and go down to uh, La, uh, Famosa La Famosa for a shrimp and a beer. Yeah. Ooh. They got the shrimp yeah. and a beer. Sold. I'm sold. Uh, mm-hmm. What else is done? I, what I was thinking, even though I'm not sure why, but I think it would be really cool to go up to the, um, what's the, the hotel in Boulder Creek we went to? Oh, the Brookdale Lodge. The Brookdale yeah, Lodge, which is an old haunted hotel that's being reopened. There's actually a taco joint in there now. Uh, oh, oh, is cool. it? I was yeah. going to say go there and get a shot of whiskey at the bar. You mm. can always do that, too. What about Alice's? Is that... Uh, it's a little bit far. And that's kind well, of a... Would it be if okay? you went to Alice's, you could come back down and go to Pie Ranch on the north. I was going to say, would it be okay to do pie two pie stops? Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of liking this idea more now. I feel like I'm eating diabetes just about you guys talking about pie. <laughs> and you're talking this in one day? Yeah, it's, and day ride. It's not that far. No, and, no? okay. Well. And the, the food well, will be the hard part. Well, wait, wait. Will we meet to start up at a food place like like? Yeah, where's the starting Farrell's point? Donuts or something. <laughs> I thought, <laughs> I thought, I thought it was Farrell's, pie for breakfast. In case you don't get enough sugar. Right, I don't know. I mean, for cinnamon roll. This is my idea, and I don't know if other people will do that. Let me know if you do, but well, I think it'd be cool just to do a moto food tour. And you know what's cool about that is most of the food we'll eat, you can see being grown as we go through the towns. Like right? we'll go through Coralitos and Watsonville, you'll see the oh, agriculture, dude. the life. The, stock, the apple trees that you can smell when we were oh. riding through the orchards the and you can smell fields. everything and then you, you go to str- yeah you could uh, you yeah. can have some time in there by stopping at the Elkhorn soon and maybe taking a walk or you know getting down to the coast yeah I don't that do sounds that. like too but we did, we did stop there <laughs> or we could go to Gilroy and do something garlicky there the garlic capital half moon bay for breakfast you can get a fried egg on a tamale oh cafe maybe no way at the airport maybe we start at the airport no Corbin. Oh, uh, and yeah. go to the diner. I know it's a little dinery. Though. Well, that's what I I'm like thinking. We're gonna we're wrong. throwing together a photo <laughs> mo- a moto food tour. Uh, if anyone else there has ever been on a moto food tour, let me know because I want to see how this really works. But I'm kind of. And are we gonna this. do a test run on Saturday or something like that? Oh, 
if you guys go into Multiple. Gilroy, you can go. There's a Mexican joint that has the best carnitas. We have Mexican joints everywhere, everywhere. with everywhere. the best carnitas. Kind of like yeah. Carmel Valley Road, somewhere back there would be cool. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, there's lots of choices. Mm. That's good riding, fun roads. Mm. Yeah. What about a brewery? Mm. Have a beer. So we, we're talking what, well, like uh, the, end, the yeah. second or third week, second uh, weekend yeah. of I'm December. I'm trying to find things that represent our our, our good representatives of our local a food local here. beer. Come on. So yeah. you can uh, find those at most places too. Yeah. yeah How many miles do you, do you planning and go? Two hundred and come back? Or? Oh, it's not that far. Oh, okay. it's really not that far. This is some of these stuff. some of these stops were only 15, 20 minutes apart. Yeah. Okay, you can go to Sonoma and come back. Oh, not Sonoma. No, no, not Sonoma. It's too far. That's. Well, you can well, do hold on. Sonoma. Oh, no, not not going that far. No, no, no. This is all here locally. locally. Yeah, this is oh, all here locally. Because yeah. Yeah. as far, cause I think as far north as we go, it would be Half Moon Bay to the airport to eat yeah. there or up to, uh, where else were we talking? Pie Ranch. It's like total riding time, maybe I think hours. we start with pie and end with pie. Definitely. I yes. said the motion. <laughs> yeah, start with Pie Ranch on the way up. To yeah, the, to Pie Ranch to Pie Ranch to the airport. And yeah, then, we'll uh, call it the Iron Stomach <laughs> One Fifty. Oh boy! Wow. Are you gonna schedule in uh, bathroom breaks? And all this? Yeah, you be better important. schedule in some fiber, son. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the celery tour. That's, that's what the artichokes are for, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Then we're not getting any skinnier tour. <laughs> uh, uh, live to ride, ride to eat, moto food tour, and then I think we're gonna do a couple more like trial runs and mm-hmm. and uh, then put it together and open it up to the public to come do it. And right. we, yeah, well, we, we were talking about maybe like getting there ahead of time a little bit, like getting stuff ready, like ready to eat, so when people show up, it's you know the food's you ready. Know, I was thinking that, but every place I went and scouted. Yeah. Um, it, It'll be good if you have to wait a little bit to get your food because there's a lot of people want to use a bathroom and That's true. Yeah. take breaks. But Kills every place had places, plenty of places to, to park sit. and to yeah. sit. So I don't think I have to come feed people yeah. in the parking lot. They were how all. Many, uh, how many would you cap this at, riders? I guess it wouldn't matter, huh? No, uh, I'd be surprised sure if it was more than a dozen or so. <clears throat> yeah, when it gets sure down that, to it. Yeah, especially yeah. with how cold it is lately, a lot of people don't get out riding. Yeah. And, and it was not aggressive riding. It was just take your time, nice and easy. Yes. I did. I, Dude, I actually, that's like ten thousand calories of food. I know. <laughs> I actually did a lot of the route standing up, working on uh, steering with my feet on the KLR. Burping. Hmm. Nice. <laughs> it's a lot easier to fart when you're standing up. <laughs> Most likely to have a, uh, a sharding incident. So I wanted to get to our first real topic tonight. Our first controversy. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. Here it goes. I love these controversies. And <laughs> and Zeke puts a lot of thought into these things. She she writes articles for her blog. Yes, I do. I have a one out right now. And I'm actually going to be writing articles for Werwer. Yes. I'm talking about doing one right now with the newsletter they're coming up with. So. so she's always thinking about what things she can share and ideas and information and, and just topics. She came up with one to me and I was tickled by it. Oh, yeah. Z, tell us what your topic was. So um, I have this friend named Rick. He's got a shop called RMC Moto in San Jose, which I highly recommend. He's a very great guy. But I talk to him every day after I do the gym. And we talk about the fact that um, all these new bikes have so many electronics and I, we both, both of us believe, but I do believe that you should build skills and not rely on the machine so much. So people who only know how to ride with ABS or people who totally rely on their bikes to make all the decisions for them. I'm not saying that they're bad. I think that the technology is great, but I also think that you should be able to ride without it. So what if it fails? What if it fails? A similar thing you're saying would a lot of people say you should learn how to drive a stick, even though most mm-hmm. cars aren't sticks anymore. Is that in line with what you're saying? 
I believe so. I mean, if you if you can do everything, then every step below you can do. You know, so like if I can only drive an automatic, so I can only drive an automatic. But if I could drive a standard, then I can drive a standard and an automatic. So the higher your skill level, the more that you can do in any situation. So I think you'd said something to the effect of I don't think you're a real rider if, if I never say on these I never things. say you're not a real rider if. <laughs> uh, well, sometimes I say it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you if if you haven't crossed state lines and you're not really So tell me in your head what are some of these crutches? Mostly it's just the ABS, but you know, it's I always say that like you can take this best skilled rider in the world and put them on the shittiest bike and they'll wow. outperform someone what, who's not skilled on the best bike. What about traction control? I mean, I don't think you should have to rely on it. Or slipper clutch. Yeah, every time a professional yeah. gets on one slipper of these clutch. Every time a professional gets on one of these, you know, new electronic bikes like the Africa Twin, they turn all that shit off. <laughs> they do. They turn everything <laughs> off and they ride the bike like they know how to. Yeah. So it's 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 literally like those things are there for if you don't have the skill. I just think, I just believe in up in your skill level. So taking safety courses, learning how to ride without all that stuff, doing it for you, like gas gauges. Like you should learn how to flip a, a bike over to reserve. Who trusts while you're the, who trusts the gas gauge? I don't trust a gas gauge <laughs> at all. I've had that 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 shit lie to me. <laughs> now seriously, I just I do I do trip meter. No, I totally agree. I think um, people should learn to ride on a bike with very old tires. <laughs> and, and, uh, 35 year old tires no. uh, half a all right, come pad. on z all right z <clears throat> the whole point though is let's talk about the skills. bike you're riding right now oh it's got lots of great things except for abs it's a cb 500x fuck you honda and i asked you earlier how do you <laughs> <laughs> about uh, they brought out the 19 and they brought it out the way it should have been out, brought out back in the 13 when they brought it out hey, z, <laughs> how do you like uh that pneumatic clutch see but does that really change how well you can ride? Is it pneumatic? I thought it was hydraulic. Sure. Or hydraulic. I think, my, hydraulic. Yeah, I think mine's hydraulic. hydraulic. Yeah, hydraulic. How do you like that hydraulic clutch? But does that really affect my riding skill? Is that bike fuel injected? It is. Oh, okay. Hmm. Really? They don't have the carburetor do you have to, option? Uh, do, you, do you have to manually adjust the timing as you ride? Hmm. Ignition timing? Or is it done automatically through it's, the it's for, I'm planning a trip to South America on an XR200 from 95. Hmm. My, yeah, my skill, but the, the thing is, though, is my too. skill level is going to increase dramatically dropping to a bike like that. You've got disc brakes on that, right? Is it? Fact, <laughs> is it it's totally, totally stock. Is it dual disc on the front? I'm not sure. I think it's single. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. die. It's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to really appreciate the, the new modern brakes when I get off that bike. So uh, I think it's funny what you're saying because uh, I used to say the same thing because I learned to ride on a really heavy bike with poor tires drum brakes you know and, and it's like i think everyone should learn to ride on an old big bike because then when you get on something smaller and nimbler you know how to handle it you also appreciate it <clears throat> but so so when you get things like like hydraulic clutches <laughs> and and disc brakes they are nice. technology i'm not saying cut safety out of the thing it's just you know when you don't have a bunch of computers and electronics making your life easy then you then you build skill and rely on yourself anyone else want to jump in can on I, this can argument I ask a question which will stop right. a bike in a shorter distance abs or non-abs i didn't say not use it i say just know how to use how to ride without Doesn't matter. it oh absolutely they recommend you know abs to, if you know how to use it either one abs well, well they always faster, recommend right? abs Right, but it'll stop you faster, right? That's what they say. It will stop you faster. I and you can maneuver. <laughs> I'm not a scientist. You can actually turn while you're stopping. So, I turn while I. <laughs> so I'll come to Z's defense a little. Oh, bit. really? Okay, good. 
only she only needs only in one <laughs> so uh, i'm an ex-police officer they, they turn the abs on all off on all cop cars <clears throat> because they want you to know how to drive the car to know how all i'm saying is know how i'm not saying just sure. totally get rid sure, of the sure. shit out of your life i'm just no, saying no no, no. They, no though it's turned off in a cop car the cop cars they basically turn the abs off because they want you know to know how to handle the machine without yes. it yes mm-hmm. and that's the only defense i'm coming and i and other i, stuff, I, I want i want all that's the all you got and that's I, all i want all the other technology and I, I, I completely agree because when you're writing with technology versus writing without it you need to use a different set of skills you yeah. can't break with an abs bike the same way that you would break with a um, a non-abs bike because if you if you have a non-ABS bike, especially if you're on a a, a, a loose surface of some kind, um, you need to pump those brakes so that you don't lose traction. If you try to do that on an ABS bike, you're just going to be you know turning the ABS on and off, uh, which is un- unnecessary and it's not going to brake as effectively as it would you know, right. if you just braked it with a steady braking motion like you're supposed to with ABS. So, the- so being aware of the technology and knowing how to use it is the important part. That too. But if you know how to ride without it, you can ride with it. So here's another argument. Shouldn't new riders have all the tools they can get? Because a lot of people get discouraged from riding because on you know older bikes they're not as easy to handle they're harder it's a steeper, and steeper learning curve it's a steeper learning curve so the same argument can go the other way so so one mm. thing i want to interject i drive a bike that has a drum <coughs> rear brake a single disc up front it's not fuel injected no abs I'm looking for the day I get my bike that has traction control <laughs> abs <laughs> he's looking for those easy days yeah to, but, uh, but but yeah, I mean, so I know there's going to be some safety component on that bike. I'm not going to rely on it, but it's, I just want to know it's there. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about uh, anybody who rides an old um, Vincent mm. will say the same thing to all of us on our Jap bikes. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to, you don't have to twiddle eight knobs to get your bike to start. You don't know how to ride a real bike. <laughs> Push button ignition. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> Insane. <clears throat> I said it wasn't just the fact that the new talk technology. It's just upping your skill and being able to do lots of things. So I was surprised okay. when they started coming out with um, with the ABS brakes. I was surprised that they were putting them on smaller bikes, like I believe the Ninja Three Hundred. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, did you know? Wh- did you know the Ninja Three Hundred? The battery cost one hundred and seventy dollars for some. Okay. Wow. Just just I, a little bit I, of info I, there. I said, but why would they put ABS on a Ninja Three Hundred, which is an entry level lightweight bike? Wait a minute. Because it's an entry level bike, people don't because know. Because it's an entry level bike. They also have slipper clutches. Shouldn't we give the tools? to the newer riders to gain the confidence to ride everyone functions differently i mean i honestly don't think anyone should get on the road until they've taken a safety course i think those things anyone can get a bike to move forward what happens when you need to stop it or when you need to turn going slow so that's when people mess up the most and that's what the classes are there for this is all in the context of street riding and commuting motorcycles though i mean because there's also the context of actual performance riding too on the on the racetrack, uh, the Superbike School, I think Keith Code, whoever does that, they have these bikes that have <clears throat> ABS traction control and all this stuff, and, and they all have them all activated, and they run them, and what they're uh, getting is that 
people are actually going faster with these aids because they're able to find where the edge and the limit of uh, mm-hmm. performance of the bikes are, and it's kind of cradles it so they don't like step over the hard line of going you know over the edge right you find that edge without going over without yeah exactly and the opposite end of that stick is the off-road world so like when you Mm -hmm. get a professional on the half africa twin they turn all of it off because they ride better without it so you it's easy for us to poke holes in this because (laughs) you were referring i think more so to the big like adventure bikes that people buy to go to starbucks well because i'm i'm right that's kind of the world that i'm in is i'm more in the the sport adventure world not the high performance and I, I think you were not thinking of new riders you were thinking of <clears throat> maybe people newer to motorcycling or not as experienced riders who have the money to buy the biggest baddest bike that can win a baja 1000 and they're going to starbucks on it and that if they just got something simpler they'd be a better rider is that kind of your point uh i don't know You've lost it at this point. Well, I was was going off on a train of thought there. Like, you know, if I was starting a new, a new skill or a new, new hobby, do I want all of the easy stuff or do I want to learn it the hard way first? Because, you know, I was in the IBEW for a bit and they always tell you, they always show you how to do it without the tool, without the new stuff. So that way, if you don't have the tool, you can still do it. I I think that the new technology lets you be even more in touch with your bike and to trust it more. I'll jump in. I, I do agree. I think learning, it's all, it's bad. You, you like to say, make the point of learning on a heavier bike. I think it's better to learn on a light bike, a light, easy to bike, uh, ride bike, like with drum brakes, but something where you get the visceral feel of the, you know, the back end breaking free, whether it's accelerating or braking. So I do agree it's good to learn that way. But then after that, I'm all for at least <laughs> ABS because the times I've, I've, almost had bad you know or have had bad days it's locking up the front brake and it doesn't take much on the newer bikes because the brakes work so and i've talked to a lot of people that are um you know really good riders and they're like oh let me tell you the times abs saved my ass Mm -hmm. like stan i thought Mm -hmm. was a good example he's at laguna goes you know around that first turn that uphill left hander Mm -hmm. and coming into turn two and he's like getting on the gas coming out of the first turn goes down the hill and he goes everybody stopped in the track and he's like oh I'll find out if the abs works now and mm-hmm. brrr, brought him right to a stop wow and then another person same stop and they were able to actually turn a little bit at the same time so i do agree that i think it's good to learn without that stuff but then you yeah, know add you, it to if your you, life. If you can afford it that's the other thing if you can afford it then i would i'm looking forward to the same thing like i said I'm, looking I'm, forward to ABS. I'm not saying cutting it out of your life i'm just saying know how to how to live without it it's like sure uh well, learning how saying, to cook with a fire mm-hmm. but it, it, what happens if your gas stove stops working you know can you can you go down to the basics can you can you survive without all these aids I, and technologies i think if you get to a certain skill level it shouldn't be a problem for you to live without it like look you get to a certain skill level to where you know how to break a certain way um you should be able to do that kind of breaking with a bike on a bike with and without abs because your skill levels plateau to a certain certain point you have an understanding experience of how the system works that's just i guess that's a take on that but like um as far as newer riders the only way you're going to get better at motorcycling is to keep actually riding your motorcycle and if um see i'm going to argue with that because you can ride there's people who've been riding 30 or 40 years that still get schooled when they go to a a professional right uh course this is let me finish (laughs) (laughs) it also is important to uh, to learn uh practice certain aspects of your riding if you're good at commuting and you do that 30 years in uh in a row of your life maybe you're only good at commuting and maybe you're not good at doing the other kind of stuff 
But the point is, is <clears throat> if you go out there, you have to learn how to. <clears throat> well, you don't have to, but for a newer rider, it's helpful to be on the bike and to continue to learn. And if an ABS system helps you learn more and it, it encourages you to um, maybe push the limits or uh, operate the vehicle more safely, hypothetically, you should be able to ride more and thus get better. I actually want to, uh, too bad we don't have the, uh, Scott, he's the one that does the courses, right? Mm-hmm. I want to ask him, do all the bikes they stick beginners on have ABS or not? Are they teaching people just to cram on the, you know, freak out and slam the brakes? Or are they teaching them to progressively use them? No, they it's don't. Good- they don't have ABS. They actually t- teach them to not put their hands on the brake levers for that reason. <laughs> I think they teach them to stop. snatch the brake as hard as they can. <laughs> I think that's Dumb the it. latest. <laughs> well, Z, I'll tell you what I think is a better um, learning tool is riding in dirt. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think I wish I could have started in dirt, but I was like that neighborhood girl that I couldn't go out and do those things because I was the girl. Mm-hmm. So my, my riding started when I was like 18 years old and I started on the street. I wish I had the dirt experience, and I'm very excited to get on my XR200 and take it down to South America, where I will be in the sand and the dirt, and you know, being able to apply these things I'm told all the time. Do you need to do a day at Hollister sometime? Do you? I like to I like to pretend that well, not not pretend, but I my my style of learning in life is just to take it a head first dive into it and just hope there's water in the pool and it's not empty. Okay, this goes completely against what. You're <laughs> this is for me. I don't recommend it to people. But everyone's like, "How did you prepare for when you started to get on the road?" And I'm like, "What's preparing?" <laughs> Literally, I'd never left the state before. I'd never rode more than three hours i never used the gear i had i never went camping i never dry i so i don't recommend doing that i it works for me but well i like to just jump in i'll say i like all the new technology and i don't think that it makes you any less of a writer if you learn with all that technology if i don't any, think it makes you less no i know but i'm saying well you're saying you'd be a be- skills, better writer your skills right so I don't I th- think, I think so. That's I, th- I too, think though. I think that right. they assist you, and you have a faster learning curve. Take someone from the take a professional track racer, and you put them on the dirt, they're gonna suck. Take a professional dirt rider, put them on the track, they're gonna suck. What? Like I mean, like okay, like you have two bikes. Both of them have one of them has ABS, one of them doesn't. If you do pa- practice, you know, panic braking drills, and you do, and you oh my god, and you uh, hit the brakes on the one without ABS, the front end skids. You could potentially wash out the front end. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so you found your limit, as it were, and because of it, you are injured. Now, if you had a bike with ABS and you hit that limit, you hypothetically wouldn't fall down, and so you found your limit without hurting yourself. Which is better for you know your future uh, education? Now, you, now you have this bike that to- showed you where the limit was. You're uninjured. Now you're able to continue with your education right. without you, the delay. And if you look at the extreme example of that, look at the guys that were racing the the two stroke GP bikes back in the late '80s and early '90s. Yeah. All their crashes were crazy high sides, and they were fucked up all the time. Yeah. You look yeah. at the crashes now in MotoGP, and these guys are crashing you know multiple times a weekend through practices. Now, so. I feel like I've learned more since I left my victory cross country and got on this honda because i don't have abs and i've learned not to just panic when mm-hmm. i'm in the situation and i stopped just fine i haven't washed it out and the, i know I, I can feel my bike really well i don't know for me personally i've learned more I, on this bike than i did on the victory because the victory did everything for me i mean it was like riding a. am not power. arguing that you need situational awareness everybody needs situational awareness on a bike i mean that's one of the things you just learned like your braking well, distance and stopping distances and stuff which is related to like hmm. you know safety equipment 
like your situational awareness will drop eventually because you will physically get tired and you can't be on point 100 percent of the times and when that happens that safety system is there to help you out a little yeah, and, and ultimately it's like it's at some point it may not be your decision like your decision like a half helmet it's like at some point it's going to be out of your control shit's oh, just going to happen to you or z i would say instead of riding an older bike with less technology to to achieve more riding skills i would say i've achieved more riding skills by riding as many bikes as possible oh i that's, definitely try to there do you that go. Too. yeah that's good too mm-hmm. it, it doesn't matter what what they have but riding as many bikes as possible i am at a point where i can throw a leg over any bike and i'm almost always comfortable. <laughs> my friend dan's like that too he owns 19 yeah. motorcycles he can get on any kind of style and he's comfortable but no i try to do that as well you know i've gone from the big touring cruiser the adventure bike sorry bosley's having a fit you're okay, Bosley. Um, Did he eat a bug again? No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> well, but thank you for bringing that up. I mean, no, that's a good topic, it, is a, it is a big debate, and that's a big debate going on about anti-lock brakes. Should they everyone be required to have them? I've got no problem with that. Yeah. Um, they I, have saved my my I, skin. I would a love times. to have anti-lock brakes. Yeah, I, I, it's just I a think comfort. So. It's a comfort <clears throat> thing. This I is kind so. of a thing of a side. This is, we're talking about cars very briefly. Uh, when like at one point the government will start mandating backup cams on cars because they're so cheap and available now. I mean, is that kind of similar to what the whole ABS thing is? Like, you know? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, kind of like that. Yeah. Kind of like airbags and seat belts and all those things <laughs> and helmet laws. <laughs> so a seatbelt prevents you from becoming a flying projectile. No matter what, you're a flying projectile with your whether you're wearing a helmet or not. It only affects me. <laughs> Ooh, excuse me. Um, bagel. Yes. There's an update I wanted you to give us. There is. There's something happening in the scooter world. Some yes. big news. Mm-hmm. Something that involves newfangled technology. Yeah. Let's hear about this. Well, uh, Vespa has finally, they, and they, they'd announced this before, um, that they were coming out with an electric uh, scooter, an electric yeah. Vespa. Uh, the, it is now officially out, so to speak. They're now taking orders for it. Uh, this is the Vespa Electrica. Uh. E-L-E-T-T-R-I-C-A. Dude, I'm stoked about that. T-T-T-T-Zero. Yeah, this is this is it's it's a very cool looking bike, um, and they're they're being a little you know not really saying a whole lot about the specs, but they told us a little bit. Mm-hmm. I bet a wheelies. Uh, maybe I don't know. <laughs> I haven't ridden it yet, um, but uh, they're saying that it is it has a, a range of up to a hundred kilometers, which is sixty two miles. Dope. Um, it's it has a, a four kilowatt motor. Which uh, is a two kilowatt continuous and uh, four kilowatt peak power. Uh, it has over two hundred newton meters of torque, which is over one hundred and forty-eight foot pounds. That's fucking awesome. In a little Vespa. That's it's, so awesome. Yeah, it was, that, that's that's the cool part. So much wheel spin. Right. <laughs> um, they're also saying that uh, the battery will last over a thousand charge cycles, which they estimate is about fifty to seventy thousand kilometers or thirty-one to forty-three thousand miles hmm. uh, of real-world riding, which they're estimating is about 10 years 10 years for most riders um which i, I would agree with uh, for most people um but they have they've c- consistently avoided any mention of what the top speed of this bike is uh-huh. ah. the only thing that they have said Ooh. is that the it's in two modes it has eco mode uh which limits the speed to 30 kilometers an hour or about 20 miles an hour uh and then in the regular mode or or fast mode they don't say what the top speed is um but I'm guessing it's probably going to be somewhere around 45 miles an hour. We know so. someone who can hack it. 
Oh, yeah, very likely, yes. So I, I Googled uh, electric Vespa, and yeah. I keep seeing articles that the, this one's going to be over $7,000. Oh, yeah. $7,300, and that's like twice the price of a lot of the gas ones. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's about right. It's it's about the, it's it's about the price of a, a full size Vespa. The the big ones, the three hundreds. So when mm. when are you getting one, Bagel? Um, is this the Electrica you're talking? Come on, about? Yeah, this is Vespa right up your alley. I believe me. I I have I have thought about this. I don't. <laughs> he wants it so bad. I I'm really I, I want to when one comes out that's available to ride. I want to try it out and see what it's. Bagel, like. let me help you out. Bagel, you have to sell a bike before you can buy a bike. How about that? Yeah, I know that. <laughs> this is saying. Ba- bagel, I have a question for you. Yeah. So how much is a 300 a Vespa 300 about the same it's, 7, yeah, bucks? Yeah, it's a little over seven thousand dollars. About seventy two, I think, out the door now nowadays. And that's a fast. Did that's, you say what's ha- a top speed on a yeah, 300? Yeah, that's that's a 75, 80 mile an hour bike that'll do like 120 or so on a tank. Um, that's you know, which I have one of those. Uh, it needs to have the engine worked on to get it going again, but <laughs> but I have one. Um, but I really, I'm dying to have an electric scooter, and the fact that Vespa is coming out with an electric really, it, it, it excites me. The thing that doesn't excite me, though, is the performance, um, especially the fact that they won't tell you what the top speed is. That really makes me think that it's not, it, it is pretty lackluster. Hmm. Um, even, Did with you mention that, the- even with all that torque? Yeah, I mean the torque sounds great. The problem though is is that you the the, the speed and and performance comes at a cost of range. Did you mention now, the range and how long it takes to charge? Yes. Uh, well, the, they, I didn't say the charge time. It's four hour recharge time from empty. Uh, that's with a two twenty volt charger. Uh, the range is uh, hundred kilometers or sixty two miles. Now I guarantee that that range is in eco mode, driving it very very conservative. <laughs> yeah, you're not me. Right, which tells me that that the range at you know full speed can you still brap uh no are you gonna, are you gonna call it a brap on there, the electric there's, bike there's no brapping on I know. Electric what, so bikes. what noise should we make when you when you it's throttle zing. on a it's called, zing. Uh, it's called jet jetsoning zing. Zing. is that what it is <laughs> <laughs> so so i am estimating that that the, if you if you ride this bike you know wide open your range is probably going to be somewhere in the 30 to 40 mile range i, I would have i would have guessed 35 miles if you're going to yeah. really hammer it yeah it's a great commuter if you've got a decently small commute yeah or you do, can charge at work do they have the weight how much it weighs uh i, I didn't look that up um but it's That's probably a, question, a little bit more than a stock vest but, but probably not by much um it, it it doesn't seem like the battery is particularly large um you know so and then I, I didn't get a number for what the uh the actual uh kilowatt sizes of the battery but um i mean it, it looks like it's it's a, a very nicely done bike uh the fit and finish looks fantastic from the photos that i've seen uh it looks like they're going to be offering these all in silver with uh the difference in color being the trim pieces and the wheels so they're going to offer um, like silver. Every bike's in silver, but they're going to offer a trim in black. Uh, I think either gloss black, uh, flat black, uh, sort of an electric blue, an electric green. But it still has the classic lines. That's something oh, yeah. I like about it. Yeah, yeah. This is the same body as the Vespa Sprint and Primavera, the small frame Vespas. Uh, so it's you know it's 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 right along you know the same production uh, as everything else. It's just with an electric drivetrain, mm-hmm. and and it also is linked up with. Your smartphone as well. It's saying uh, two twenty five is what I found for two hundred twenty five pounds. Oh, okay. Yep. 
I don't, I don't know what the gas one weighs. When is it slated to be released again? Now. Uh, yeah, it's, it's out. Early, now? Well, it's out. It's. I, I don't know if they're oh. actually hit the, hit the hit the showrooms yet. Oh but, shit! But Europe is, has them right now, but we're going to get them okay. early nineteen, is what I just read. Oh, okay, cool. But uh, but they are taking orders now, and they are imminently on their way to us. So. Well, and speaking of electric, our friend Electric Terry came by today. Ah. He had Jim. How many pounds of pressure did he have in his tire? Yeah. <laughs> this guy. Had, you mean he had more than one? He ounces? Nine. Was it ounces? Nine, nine pounds of pressure. Pounds. Oh. <laughs> and Nock is looking at a picture. Guess what he did earlier this week? He was fortunate enough to get a free rolling tool cabinet. I would mm-hmm. like to see this. Oh, and he yeah. sent me a picture. Show, <laughs> yeah. show, show Bagel. Show, show Bagel. Yeah. He hauled it home on the back of his bike. Ah. With that nine pounds of pressure? That's probably why he <laughs> has nine pounds <laughs> of pressure. The tires. I mean, I feel the first time it rains, he's in trouble. There is Those tires are worn so you know, it's kind of novel and cute, but I think that's fucking dumb. <laughs> it's just not. Hey man, I sell all kinds of stuff so, on my bike when you don't, when you don't have an no, option. No, Wait a minute, what brand is that tool cabinet? Husky. Trust me, I've done some dumb shit. Okay, on my hold bike. on. So he had a husky dumb. on the front, and a husky on the back. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least he's counterbalancing his huskies. I mean. <laughs> Did you make sure your your huskies are aligned properly? I'm glad everything <laughs> we went have so many jokes we can all make. right and safe and everything went okay. But like, if anything kind of catastrophic happened to that subframe, and had that thing collapsed on his rear wheel, oh and he God. gets ejected, so many. How did his dog? How much do you think that gets hurt? How much do you think that thing weighs? Somebody call the cops. I don't know. It's probably like sixty plus pounds. So how much do you think a pillion weighs? I don't know. So, so the bike can't can handle <laughs> a point. fat human, Good but not point. a not a tool right. toolbox. So that, that, I mean, too. first of all, it's just a giant sail. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, do you think that's so. as heavy as the 244 uh, beer bottles he had on there? <laughs> no. No, no. That sounds like a record I need to be. Seem like a very smart thing to do. But well, you can do it though. I mean, oh, I actually yeah, got to. They, I mean, look at look at what they carry on bikes in Asia, man. I mean, Liza showed me a picture. They would they have Liza this morning a goat. Have you ever three up in a 50 cc scooter? Because I have. Yeah. Right. That's three ridiculous. upping on a 50 cc scooter. You I was just luckily uh, not the sandwich. You just middle. need to be prepared for it. That's all. What Change your riding style. What's bullshit is. He has every means to go get that toolbox without having to do that and endangering his dog. Those people in those other countries, they kind of don't. So it's a different. So let's 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 touch on that though. I'm showing Maruka the picture because I don't think she knows. He rides with a real husky on the front. Yeah, yeah. I have seen this guy. Yeah, you know, I actually want to talk about that. Do you guys think it's? Unnecessarily selfish to take an animal on a motorcycle, knowing that they wouldn't be a priority if if they were in a wreck and that you're endangering your your animal's <clears> life. All I the think time. So. I, I, I'm not saying this in a bad way. I'm not no, saying anything against Terry. I don't. I, I, I've not been able to figure out my side of this though. Well. Um, I think kids should be able to ride in the back of a pickup truck on the freeway. That's where I stand. <laughs> I love that's I, I, I love did doing growing that. Up. Exactly. But you know, you're taking your dog or your cat for a ride and you get in a wreck. Well no one no one gives a damn about the dog. Yeah, you know what? If it's a therapy animal, think about it. If it's a therapy animal well, yeah, you then, take your therapy animal everywhere, but right. there's well, certainly exemptions. But I mean, like most in people just carries take that specific case. He could have fucking like got a lift or something, or called somebody with a truck. Um, you know what I mean? You're, like, you're come on, put man. your animal at risk just driving with them in the car <laughs> because they're not restrained. Yeah. So I mean, any any time you travel with mm. an animal, they're at risk. 
I just I think it was actually it's destiny those two hooked up. If you look at the way Charger <laughs> is on that bike and the yeah, this she stuff, loves it. I mean we we've ridden with sure. Terry and Charger before. It's it's utterly <gasps> insane, but it works for them. That's just who they are. Yeah, I just wanted to ask because like I'm I'm yeah. not sure on the the topic myself. It but just depends on like like mm-hmm. everything. It's just it depends on I think the and not every dog is designed for it either. Oh, quick little side side note. Speaking of destiny, Jim. What? Your daughter, she's she's oh. she's living her destiny. Uh, yeah, I, I don't want to say too much, but um, people that know Jake, she was at Navy boot camp for the last couple of months. She graduated boot camp, and oh, she congrats. did. Yeah, congrats, uh, her and like eight hundred and sixty some odd other mm-hmm. new sailors. Congratulations, and uh, yeah, so she's off to training in warmer weather. Good mm, for her. So that's fantastic. So yeah, Jake's doing well, and she kicked ass. Yeah, she did. Yeah, she likes this stuff. Yeah. That's, awesome. That's all. I don't want to say too much about it. No, no, no. I, I was, it's her thing. you know, somebody going to a Navy boot camp. I thought, oh, this might be the challenge that you know does her in. Nope, no, has not done her in. She's for. excelling. Yeah. She's doing great. What I will say is, I think I'm looking forward because after this, one of the schools she has to go to is where they like put you in a fake helicopter and flip you upside down. Oh uh, yeah, all strapped oh, in and man. shit. That is so up her alley. I know yeah. she'll get to that and be like, that oh. sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> it's a blast. Yeah. I've done it. But you're also talking the person that does 12 to 16 hours of combative strength every week i love that kind of stuff yeah so anyway yeah jake's doing good i wanted to talk real quick because you had brought up z the the thing about technology and i was gonna say which thing that i bring up because i bring up a lot of things (laughs) i wanted to bring up uh technology that i am enjoying more and more and i'm getting to the point i don't know how i lived without it um week no senna senna headset oh yeah yeah i hear a lot of talk a lot of talk about those things well, so Jim and I have them, and we're able to communicate. Like when we did the ride, and we mentioned, but Knock didn't have it, so we just got to talk shit about him <laughs> the whole time. Perfect. And um, fucking Knock. Last, ride. but here, last week was really nice when we went up to the dirt bag, and uh, there were four of us on the ride, and we were going into my old like neighborhood. So you should tell stuff. us about the dirt and bag. And so, um, so Mike had a headset on, and I was able to. Not only just say like, hey, here's, you know, where I went to school and here's, you know, the house I grew up in as we're going past, but also things like, hey, heads up, uh, there's a lot of debris on the road up here or, hey, we're about to make a right, Hmm. just heads up. I like doing that and like I do that with Jim sometimes. You're able to like give some heads up and just instructions so people are even more aware super Mm -hmm. helpful and the communication is really helpful yeah well especially like when we were going through or like going through la or places like that where it's like okay we're going to be making a right up here or left up there and also, when you're just like slabbing sometimes, it helps pass the time, especially when you can talk shit about knock. That was pretty entertaining. <laughs> so, there, so there's plenty of people. If there's around. one reason you should get a Senna, it's to talk shit about me on our trips. So yeah. get one. There's people on both sides so, of that. I know so, plenty of people who just want to listen to their motorcycle all, all day. I have a question. Uh, how mm-hmm. many people can talk on that Senna? If you guys depends which one you have. Sometimes up to six or eight. It depends on the system you have. This is like a clusterfuck. Well, the, the newer one you can get like ten or twelve. I think. Oh my yeah. god! No, well, thank you, you know you. the other thing I like to send a lot for is just. Um, Turn by turn directions. When you're in a city, you don't know, and it's like yeah. you got to go take a bunch of turns to get one fl- place to the other. It's pretty nice to have someone telling you what to do. And <laughs> That's dope. And I know yeah. there's more headsets than Senna, but it's one that I got. I really like. But Z, it ties in with talking about technology. I'm finding that this is uh, not only enhancing. Uh, my writing, but I'm able to do better communication. Well, technology is it's it's good and bad. I mean, 
do you know how to do math longhand or do you only know how to use a calculator do you want to talk to your I've, friends you know there's there's great things and bad things about it and you just have to pick and choose and do the best you can with what we're offered these right days. but i'm what i'm saying is i i'm recommending just like heated grips everyone should have heated grips why not no, i was i was the ride to back all but, but, is gonna but suck. communication devices are more than just yeah. listening to music. Right. Well, oh, what I'll say is I'm 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 very like uh, apprehensive of the slippery slope of technology. Right? It's mm-hmm. like oh, just get heated grips. Then you then you got to get an accessory plug, and then you got to get a phone holder. <laughs> where, where, right? where do you draw the line? Yeah. So I'm very sensitive to that. So I've taken very slow steps. But you know what? I finally broke down and got heated grips, and I'm mm-hmm. like, ooh, heated grips are nice. Oh yeah. Right. And then I finally got a Senate because I was resistant to that, and yeah. I'm like, this is actually pretty nice. Yeah. So you know. But it's like everything motorcycling, teach their own. Theo, where, their where own. Are, I know you don't have your heated grips. Do you have a, a communication device? No. Oh, jeez. Uh, I, I think heated grips are going to be first, and then the communication <laughs> Yeah, but both, both, both him and I are going to be going grips. to San Jose tonight, and the, the ride's going to blow. It won't be that bad. Yeah. I'm very sensitive to cold. The mornings like, have been cold. So yeah. I am too, but uh, it won't be that bad. Maruka, do you have heated grips on your bike? No. Do you want them? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want them. <laughs> I, I want a windshield before heated grips. At this mm. Mm. I, I'm, I'm a, I, I don't care. I'm a giant baby. I won't mm. ride without a windshield. I'm gonna, I'm planning to make one for my XR. <laughs> yeah. Good call. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. Talk all the shit you want. Um, I wanted to get to some emails because there are some topics in some of these. She always stares at me when she says those things. I wish you guys could see it, but she stares directly <laughs> at me when we talk about these topics. things. And I'm over here like, oh, man. <laughs> so I have an email from our friend uh, Jocko. He comes down to the garage every now and then. And Jack. actually was, up, yeah, Jack, he was a, a bit of a benefactor for us for our Patreon prize packs. He donated a lot of the, the stuff that we got here. Oh, that's really nice. awesome. Um and he, he brought up a suggestion and also a, a point he made. Uh-huh. So um, so he wanted to say that um, you know he's got his 1200cc Multistrada that gets him through everything. Mm-hmm. And he has his Race Daytona 675 that teaches him humility. And he then he doesn't have a dirt bike to keep him busy over the winter months. But that would almost round it, round it out, right? Mm-hmm. So question for the podcast. If you aren't into everyday top-end refreshes, your target is a Hollister or some sort of uh, off-road you know, vehicle park, what bike should you buy? What strikes that balance between maintenance and riding? That's the sweet spot. KTMs are amazing and require maintenance all the time. Alta was just about perfect, but... Um, he goes, I know a bunch of people thinking the same thing, but just being stuck, not knowing which way to go. Uh, not kidding. I know at least five people who are wondering this exact topic. So he wants to know if you want to go rip around at a dirt park, what bike would you buy? So is this a bike that you can ride to the dirt bike, dirt bike park, or something that you're in a trailer there, you know, like truck there? You, you know, I'll, what I would say, can I tell everybody, is go ahead. If you're going to get a dirt plate, a bike, go ahead and get a plated one. I like so my friend has a DR350. It's a yeah. really great bike. It's, it's small enough that you out there. You know what? You can enjoy that on the off road, and you can yeah. ride it there. It's plated. They're, they're a little older, but you can. You know what? Me and Liza have been checking out lately that are new. Are those new CRF two fifties? Yeah, those dual sports the, are pretty sweet looking. The, did you see the new ones? Like an aluminum frame, and it's like yeah. super lightweight. But that I mean, one has really it, high maintenance. It also needs. gets back to kind of what's his budget. So the budget. most common bike I see people out there. I see new riders on this, and I see experienced riders on it. Um, is a CRF two thirty. 
That's what I was about to say. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of like the Honda Honda Civic of yeah. dirt biking. Like Unless you're tall. Nice. That's not necessarily a tall Yeah, person, it is right. a little too small for yeah. me. But, yeah, great bike. I that'd be, that'd be a perfect size for me, then. Um, that is just, you can't go wrong. Like I said, I know experienced riders who ride yeah. them, and I know new riders who so ride them. So CRF 230 or that kind of category of yeah. displacement. Do they still make those? It, yeah, it's like, the, it's like the SV650. Yeah, well, Where's I mean, it's live? a good way to get your toes in, you know, dirt biking to see if you actually enjoy it or not. Because you can always sell it for the same amount of money you got it, you know? Where does he live? San Francisco. Oh, so, okay, yeah, because I'm just trying to think where you could also but, transport it. But. Um, yeah, when people get like um, a KTM or a Beta, I, I see those as more performance-oriented, which is why they require more maintenance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know that you need that if you're just starting out. There's the more also, performance, the more maintenance, the more expensive. Yeah. <coughs> There's also that new KLX 250, and that bike's injected. Oh, is it cool? The WR250 oh, yeah, yeah, is injected KLX now, too, They I don't believe. make it anymore. Yeah, you know, I like. Well, I've got the older the version. R. I got the uh, KLX. It's 2006 KLX, and I think that thing holds my big butt around just fine. The other bike, it, the other like. everyman bike, if you are tall enough for it, is a DRZ 400. I was going to mention the DRZ 400 mm-hmm. because you've bike. got the actually I fit on that bike, Liza, and I'm five eight. Okay, so you can sit in. I can, my, mine I, is I, pretty I can, tall. Yours is I'm, tall, Liza. I'm, yeah. two, I'm like two thirds of my foot is touching the ground when I'm sitting. So on. the that's thing that's great about the DRZ 400 is you have the E, which is just the electric e-start uh, dirt bike or you have the s which is the plated dirt bike mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of course you have the yeah. the sm which is a supermoto which is yeah. not really a dirt bike um but either of those are also great bikes you can go do a rally on it or and you go, can just go rip around hollis so yeah, here, here's the common thread that we're all talking about is anything from 200 cc's to 400 if you're going to start out you don't need a huge 600 well but 400 cc is way too much you don't want to be picking that shit up off the ground but you know uh um z said it earlier is is stick with e-start but even if you go the you know those dr 350s are great bikes just don't get a kickstart you know like oh it's a little bit cheaper fuck kickstarts yeah (laughs) my first doesn't like kickstart yeah my first few dirt bikes were kickstart i I remember watching doug trying to kickstart his honda in in a bunch of poison oak last time (laughs) (laughs) he had flooded it he's all oh you know what let's throw that in let's throw in a two-stroke what was um the first two-stroke that doug had the 125 Oh, RM. The RM125. That's another bike that... Tall bike, though. If you're short rider, that's a tall bike. Uh, RM125? Yeah. Hmm. R- all, the, both RM125 and the 250 are tall. Yeah. The 250 is... And, but yeah. the 125 is a good introduction to two-stroke. And that's going to rip, too. Being mm-hmm. A, mm-hmm. That's a fest. I mean, you won't be able to plate it, which is one downside. Um, sure. So those those are the bikes I'd recommend. But yeah, I think DRZ 400 or a CRF. Get a Mako 700. <laughs> no, and see, what, see what's for sale. <laughs> see what you yourself. can find. Go out and find yourself a plated CR 500. That's what you really want. <laughs> yeah. Hey, didn't, he call me, didn't he call me a shithead in that uh, email too? Well, yeah. So we're not. <laughs> <laughs> Get to that part. Um. <laughs> so uh, he says, um, oh, whoever idiot explained cat off when she talked about cutting the carb springs for Knox's <laughs> for the Knox kit needs an ass walloping. Yeah. Come at me, bro. <laughs> uh, other feedback. The event podcast where you go around interviewing people need more structure. Right now, they are a bunch of sound bites with no story and kind of hard to listen to. I know it'd be more work in editing, but it would be cool to tie it in with uh, talking through it, cutting into the recording, cutting back. So I'm going to say for that, 
Yeah, I know. I, you, thank you for calling me on that. I actually I know, like those. I, know. One, I like those ones when you do the interviews. Well, the last week's dirt bag, I didn't have enough time. When we do an interview, then I usually have to have another recording night where I bring people around so we can record all the tie-in segments. But last week, we just did the quick and dirty recordings yeah. at Dirtbag, and I wanted to get something out that night because um, I didn't have anything in the can ready to go. Usually so she's saying she could, she just didn't. So yeah, time. thanks for calling me on I know, I cut it short last week, and, and the event was only a few hours long. So we didn't have a lot of time. Well, juxtapose that. How many hours did you put in editing the Peterson Museum podcast? Yeah. Like 40. Yeah. Oh, man. That's a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Since you have a jobby job. There's another podcast I'm still editing. So sometimes I have a problem with the equipment, and it causes problems with the recording and it takes a lot of time for me to fix it and so yeah that's a perfect example there's uh some that i spend weeks working on to get it right and then sometimes i just want to release something on a sunday night and go to bed <laughs> <laughs> so i know you it's called like me out on that i get 95 percent the bulk of our <laughs> podcasts i know Hit record push play so thanks for calling me on that i get it um <clears throat> bagel yes what do you got there? I have an email. Okay. Uh, this a piece is, of paper. It is. It's printed out. <laughs> this is from Matthew Curran. And Matthew says, hello, fellow misfits. It's Matthew Curran from Salem, Oregon. Hello, Matthew. He's looking for some advice for, for an upcoming iron butt. Uh, and he says, I mm-hmm. recently started a goal to lose 100 pounds in 12 months. I am down 60 pounds so far and have 40 to lose by June 1st. So when I hit my when I hit my goal weight, I am planning on rewarding slash punishing myself with a trip <laughs> slash iron butt. Yeah, good job. Yeah, that's a great goal. Yep, planning. good job on getting healthy and losing weight too. Oh, yeah, good for you. Good for your heart. Yep, uh, planning on riding down to San Diego and back to back up to Santa Cruz. It's fifteen hundred miles almost exactly. My goal is to finish the fifteen hundred miles in the thirty six hours allowed for the official Iron Butt Association award. My plan is to leave it on a Friday morning and stop every two hours for 30 minute rest and fuel and then rest for a couple rest for a couple hours in San Diego then power through to Santa Cruz hopefully someone will be willing to lend me a couch bed or even a yard to sleep on Saturday and be at the garage all day on Sunday and enjoy my my ride back up uh, back home up 101 I love that we're in the plan yeah in the plan and we were the we're the ending point we're going to be his witnesses and stuff oh yeah we say someone here could witness for him because yeah. he has to have that starting witness, witness and ending witness yeah, that's pretty cool uh he says looking to bagel and liza for some advice on planning the trip what apps website and route planning tips you may have we'll be making my trip mm-hmm. on my 08 versus best beginner bike ever <laughs> thanks thanks love you guys matthew c i was just talking earlier about <laughs> writing an article about the iron butts so my advice is um do an iron butt with somebody who likes to plan all that shit out so you don't have to yeah just show up and that's what i did my my advice my advice is to get a good night's rest before for sure so i can tell you when bagel was preparing for his of which i was there before and after and during yeah but not the whole thing which one for recovery time Uh, the last one yeah he went so far to plan oh yeah that he had called ahead to restaurants to have his meals prepared for him yeah bagel yeah. Like, he really planned it. I just stopped in Amarillo for Taco Bell on mine. <laughs> well, my, my dietary restrictions are a little bit more complicated. So, so. Bagel, why don't uh, yeah. you share your technique for okay. preparing? 
So my my plan for the the iron butt t- typically was to do about stretches of about 200 miles at a time, um, and the way that I did it was um, I would plan uh, a 200 miles uh, first off, stop for gas, have a quick snack, do another 200 miles, and then stop for lunch, um, take a longer break, um, and then at each, at each stop I would gas up, um, you know, take a pee break and all that stuff. Um, you could go 200 miles. Yeah. Well, Hold on, I, and I, I, have I, a, I have a spare tank that, that allows me to do and, it. And just to clarify, because uh, not everybody knows what an iron butt is. Mar- Maruka, do you know what an iron butt is? No, can you explain? Yes, uh-huh. we can. So an, an iron butt is, uh, it's, a, it's a documented ride that a motorcycle rider does that is at least 1,000 miles within 24 hours. And there are levels that go beyond that. For example, uh, what Matthew is doing is, uh, is 1,500 miles in 36 hours. Uh, and you have to complete this all uh, all within within that time period. Uh, you have to have witnesses at the start and end. Uh, you need to uh, save gas receipts with timestamps that show where you were at which time. So that way your entire route can be documented to make sure that you actually did it. Um, and it is you know somewhat on the honor system because you know you assuming that you're not paying somebody to drive somebody somewhere and get receipts for you um but uh but yeah it's it's a it's basically an endurance ride that is for bragging rights really um and it it shows uh that you are definitely a hardcore rider and uh you can go to the iba website and they have all of the things that you got to make sure you do how to email in how much it costs and they have different different ones too yep yep Theo, Maruka, does this sound like something you'd ever oh, want I'm to down. do? I'm going to do it. All right, there you go. Are you going to do it without Maruka? the windshield? I think I'm no. Hey, no, no, no. Okay. No, I was going to say, no. Jim, you're a strong man. Uh, on the right bike. Yeah, right. Uh, I, What's I, the right bike? An Africa twin. <laughs> yeah, but Someone's you have to get, in love. You have to get the new one with the bigger tank. Yeah. And Nock, what bike did you do it on? I haven't done it yet. Uh, what? No. Oh. I had the thing where I went like 985 miles. <laughs> In like 15 hours, oh, painful. Man. And I was like, you know, and, and I was looking at the the ticker. I was like, you know, I could probably turn this to an iron bike fight circle, you know, the yeah. city limits for a totally living. But good. I was like, fuck this. Oh, I've man. done it. Whatever. Who gives a shit? I, yeah. You know. There's three of us in here that are registered iron butters. Yeah. I, I'm doing cool. that right now. In, nice. I'm going to Mexico mm-hmm. next month. Okay. Oh, by the bike. No, I'm putting my bike in the back of my truck. That's uh-huh. smart. <laughs> okay. Passing the border, mm-hmm. cross the border. Then going all the way south to Baja. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. We're yeah. jealous already. Yes. Put, put the, the, the truck in the ferry, cross to inland. Wait, to England? Inland. inland. Oh, Main, inland. Mainland. I'm mainland. like, there's a ferry to <laughs> England? <laughs> Wait, the ferry. <laughs> From you Baja? Need, you, need, you need to get used to my accent. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> then I will stop there in Topolobampo, mm-hmm. leave the, the truck there. Put the bike out and go all the way all the way south in Mexico. Mm, nice. Wow, awesome. awesome! So we had a we had a girl Very in here cool. that does um that's exciting tours for women in Baja. You 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 might yeah, recommend Mary. taking the bike off in Baja and doing some riding there too. Oh, cool! I need so Bagel, You first you map everything out. Yeah, you know I, exactly where you're going. Right, I map it out with Google Maps. Figure out you know where the start and end point is. I also mm. make sure that I have some overage of mileage, just to make sure that everything is 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 kosher. Because if you map it out on Google Maps and it's exactly 1,000 miles, and then you ride it and you get to the end and your odometer says it's 980 miles, mm. and you you're like oh shit wait a minute my odometer doesn't go to like the actually actual amount that it's supposed to 
So um, so you want to add in a factor in a little bit more. Uh, I would say probably. Um, you know, if, if you're going, if you're doing a 1500 mile iron butt, I would say you'd probably want to put in an extra 50, 60 miles. It's just a bun to, burner. Yeah, uh, just to, just to make sure that you've got enough coverage. Um, you know, I'd say like two percent is probably good. So I was going to say, um, so we've got three people here who have three different styles for the for the iron butt. Mm-hmm. There's Liza hanging out with people who do all the work for her. <laughs> Bagel, who's super planned, and then my my way of doing it. For anyone listening, not just the person asking, but I just went and did it. <laughs> and then I, I did all of the paperwork afterwards. So I didn't I didn't plan um, anything. The 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 tricks you'll find a lot of information. I really enjoyed re- reading the IBA um, website. A lot of people do their logs of what they did, but it is said that you need to stop every and stretch and take some time. I yeah. took twenty minute gas stops for everything and stretched every time. Yep. You know, some jumping jacks. You know, trying to move around, get your heart rate going. Right. Also, it said don't drink coffee or caffeine. Right. In fact, you shouldn't. Um, have any for like a couple weeks before and also yeah. plan for a, at least a one day if not a two or three day recovery that? period afterwards because you're gonna feel yes. like a train hit you yeah you need a day afterwards to recover why because um, you'll crash actually coffee um, mm-hmm. yeah, is it because of the sugar or the caffeine caffeine both right and and here's the thing is you wanna you wanna be able to uh, keep your your caffeine uh, as an option towards uh, so that you can use that at the end of the ride when you're really getting fatigued. Um, you know, you don't have coffee for you know, a couple weeks beforehand. Don't have any coffee that morning or during the ride. But when you start getting fatigued, you know, towards the end, that's when you want to go and have a cup of coffee. You know, when you've got like three or four hours to go, and that'll give you that little boost to kind of get you over that last hump. I'd, I'd also recommend having uh, you know high protein snacks yeah. as well. You know, have some nuts with you. That's you yes. can snack on while you're riding just really really realize that it is a very hard thing to do and it is very strenuous on your body and on your mental yeah. capacity you're over here like 800 miles it's been 16 hours you've been riding and you're like i'm fucking psycho yeah, why am people. i doing this yeah and bring bring a variety of snacks because when you're out on the road especially mm-hmm. in the middle of the night you may not find anything so bring some nuts bring some cheese bring some sausage bring some uh, some fruit um you know a variety of stuff you know, dried fruit is good too uh just so that way you can have something to keep you going um, you know, for for me, it's especially important because I'm on a low carb diet, um, and I can't allow to have have my blood sugar crash. Um, but for anybody who's doing an endurance ride like that, it's important to keep keep yourself fed and 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 hydrated too. Uh, definitely bring a Camelback. That is a very good idea to make sure that you're you're hydrated. Another good tip is don't you know take little sips throughout the day, and then before you're getting ready to stop, like 10, 10 or fifteen miles before then, then you drink a bunch of water in the Camelback to rehydrate yourself gas up go pee before you go and then you're good to go yeah um you just need to uh, you know this is something you actually have to take serious and um be prepared for as much as you can mm-hmm. and, yeah. and the other thing it. too is you have to remember here's the most important thing you have to remember to document every stop yes because if you forget any yeah. It doesn't count. Take notes as you go. Remember, it, and you have to justify any stop over 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. So be like, okay, so I spent 45 minutes at Taco Bell, then I spent 20 minutes at this gas stop. So that way you know. And just just really keep those records as you're going. Because you're going to forget. Yeah. Like, you're going to look at your gas receipts and you're going to be like, I don't remember where these places were. Yeah, just keep a log. Like, you know, note the times, you know, whenever you stop. Um, just to, just for yourself to have a record. Um, 
And and also another thing too is is I think that your your stops are going to depend on what your gas carrying capacity is, um, because if you have a small tank, you're going to be forced to stop you know every certain number of miles, and and you want to plan that out because if you're if you're doing an iron butt, you don't have time to go and search for a gas station out in the middle of of you know rural California. Um, you need to make sure you know where those gas stops are and that you can find out you know which ones are are within your range so that you can make it there and gas up and keep going because uh, if you if you run out of gas or, or can't find a gas station, you're going to cost yourself an, am- an amazing amount of time as well as frustration, which is going to tire and fatigue you faster. Uh, the other thing, too, that's really important is do test runs. Yes. You need to know if there's something that's going to annoy the fuck out of you. Yep. Like if you have a whistling sound in your helmet <laughs> or a weird vibration somewhere, mm-hmm. these are things that will wear on you. Yep. Um, I really, the, my crutch is that I have a bikes that I can put um, highway pegs on mm-hmm. and being able to put your legs up and change your position was, is a game changer. I was going to say something. I'm sure Bagel's done it, not talked about it, but like modifications like Airhawk C, yes. a mm-hmm. cramp buster throttle lock. Mm-hmm. You know, cramp buster. I cannot push a, that one hard enough. A lot of simple things you can do like foot highway highway pegs that mm-hmm. are simple to make. So yeah, a lot of little things to make it more better. And be comfortable. When I did mine, I knew Definitely. I was going to go through a lot of different temperatures. I had a full face helmet and full jacket which when we started it was cold and raining and then we got to Nevada and the desert was hot and I had a halfy helmet and like (laughs) you want to be comfortable you can't be too hot you can't be too cold yeah and bring bring the right gear to watch the weather beforehand Um, if it's going to be cold or wet make sure you've got rain gear because you're going to want you're going to need that Uh, if you get cold or wet it's going to fatigue you much much faster and especially doing it this time of year that's a real risk Um, if especially if you're coming down from Oregon um, um, you you're gonna want to get some probably some heated gear too, especially starting out in the morning, because mm-hmm. uh, it's gonna get cold and you can't you can't make it through in a, a whole day like that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, doing you know a thousand miles from you know from from there to San Diego. Well, there's a reason they call it the Iron Butt for anyone who's done long distance yeah. riding. The hardest thing is your butt hurts. Yeah. So Advil is your friend. Yeah. Yeah. Or ibuprofen. Uh, yeah, or ibuprofen is your friend, and being able to move around. Get some um, nice underwear. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I'll tell you, that, that Airhawk seat that Liza has, uh-huh. it looks hokey, but that thing is comfortable. It, it makes a difference. For I sure. hear those aren't really good for cold, though. I, I always I always push the sheepskin because it's good for cold and hot. I don't deal with the cold, so I don't. So know. don't do it like me. I left Oklahoma City, had a headwind yeah. on I forty, did a high desert over the nighttime, yeah. froze my ass off, and then got to Phoenix at like four in the morning. Oof. I, that, that's what happens when you don't plan. Yeah. All right. Thank you for that question, and I, I encourage everyone to do an oh, iron butt. Oh, and one other thing, you did ask ask about apps. Mm-hmm. Um, I I just used my plain old phone map navigation to go from one point to the next, but I mapped out my gas stops and I put them all in, in a text document so I could just click on the address and it would automatically bring it up, and then I could just navigate right to it. I thought you were going to say grinder. Uh, well, you could do that too. Uh, you know, if you want to have some extended stops, get some of that way. road tail. You know <laughs> right. what I'm saying? Uh, but another good one too, um, they do accept uh, like GPS tracks. So if you have a GPS tracking mm-hmm. app, you can use that um, or a GPS unit that will record your track. I still don't know how to use. Oh, that, I Jim. used um, Rever, <laughs> yeah. even though it crashed oh, yeah. twice. Rever is you can't fake that one. So while yeah. you're while you're running, and so I sent that yeah, with my email one. to prove that I did it, and then I also use Google uh, Drive and, to make the map. Yeah. And, and for and, people who think that you need to have like a Honda Goldwing or GS 1200 to I do it. it my if you go on the on the I, IBA 
website there's people who've done it on like a cb125 oh Oh, i'm like crazy i'm the sixth one in the world to get an iron butt on my on the cb500x nice Mm -hmm. i'm i'm the uh what the the third one to do a 1500 mile iron butt on a vespa 250 (laughs) so so what time do you recommend leaving um i would i would recommend leaving early in the morning get as much daylight Um, hours in your iron but as so like four in the morning yeah that's when we i did mine if you can leave yeah if you can leave that early i would say get get up and get out early like four in the morning five in the morning before it's even light um beat beat all the traffic out of like the major urban areas that you're going to be going through um you don't want to get stuck in morning rush hour traffic um and also try to plan high speed straight roads you don't want to start tacking in nice scenic curvy stuff because it's going to take away your time yeah exactly you want to you, you need to slab it if you're gonna if you're doing long distance like yeah. that um i mean you could you could if you really wanted a challenge you could try and do it you know on a on a twistier road but um but it's not recommended um one other app i would uh, suggest is uh, the minimalist uh gps tracker uh it's a very simple uh gps uh tracking system that works pretty well it has a 10 hour <laughs> limit though so you need to stop and restart it at some point during the day cool well thank you very much for that knock yeah. Can you read your email? This one's called Wheelies for Dummies. <laughs> See, I'm actually really interested in this one. <laughs> this one's from Gary, our friend Gary Driscoll. Hey, Gary. Oh, Gary. What's up, Gary? What's up, Gary? There's a, <laughs> there's a reason I gave this email to I you. I guess so. I mean, mm. uh, Hi, Liza, and various other misfits. <laughs> various other misfits. <laughs> we are various. So, really quick question. I've been riding for nearly 30 years now, all on road, mostly roasters and sport tours. Kawasaki GT700, uh, 750, VFR800, BMW K1200R, etc., etc. I always wanted to do wheelies, uh, but could never figure out why. Mostly because I'm afraid of dropping or flipping the bike and doing more damage than I can afford to fix. So, any hits and tips, instructions, and how to get my front wheel in the air? Loving the podcast. Keep it up. I love you all, Gary. Uh, the trick is get a versus. No. <laughs> well, <laughs> I have a confession. I've never done a wheelie before. Uh, Really, I've actually, done him by accident and <clears throat> scared the piss out of me. Yeah, me too. <laughs> well, I'd like to know how, but I'm also terrified like he is of breaking my bike or myself. Yeah. The simple answer is don't be afraid. You, Not, there's a fear block that... How, how, well, how did you crash the last time you crashed? Last time I crashed, I crested a hill and landed on a... Which one? Oh. On, <laughs> which I, thought, one? I thought you did, were doing a wheelie. Oh, no. I landed a wheelie shittily. <laughs> <laughs> the takeoff is always successful. <laughs> Yeah, the landing is there, another story. It's there, like flying. There, there is a risk to doing it. Okay, so yeah, here's the thing about wheelies. Um, there is a fear block about your front wheel coming off the ground when you're mm-hmm. goosing it. Because what it is is a lot of people aren't used to how fast the front end can come up on you. Mm-hmm. And so when you start learning doing your wheelies, just start doing little power wheelies. Uh, just by, you know, uh, I don't want to say goosing your throttle, but like more a little bit more aggressively twisting your your throttle and just slowly feeling the front end get light it doesn't mm-hmm. even have to come up just oh. just feel the front end get light and then get used to that just i, I was riding my um, my yeah. ducati uh, 900 ss with a passenger on the back yeah and just taking off from like a stoplight but then all of a sudden the steering just went slack and yeah. i'm like ah! yeah. <laughs> well i think too if, yeah. maybe if you have access to a like a light dirt bike or something like that something this is you a, can that's what i always hear is yeah. on the small dirt bike. And, bike you can dump i mean like a ttr even, i mean you think like even like a 600 cc like an sv650 you start wheeling that thing it's gets scary fast. The, my, my concern too is you kind of panic and you bring the front end down too fast yeah a hard landing yeah one of my well, goals with a, my and, and knock nose i mean because i don't me too i wheelie on accident scares me but it would be <laughs> yeah. cool but there's a lot of subtle techniques in 
yeah. pulling a wheelie. I mean, it's well, not. What it, what part of it too is is don't don't be tense on the bike. Just clamp your legs, relax, and uh, look where you're going, and you know. Breathe. Yeah, what's the worst thing that could happen? Um, Steer with your butt. <laughs> yeah. no, um, so I plan to learn how to wheelie with my XR. But but essentially, um, is there is a fear block, initial fear block of co- uh, of feeling the front wheel coming up well, and, front, and getting light. And then my fear too is is trying it and looping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how do you f- get a feel for when to back off? Oh, so what's looping? Uh, then the bike go goes the right over. over the top. Yes, that's my fear. <laughs> but uh, butthole road rash. Lucas will uh, yeah. tell you about that. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, there's techniques where you cover you cover the rear brake, right? Because you start going looping it, you touch the rear brake, and that brings it down. Right. I mean, at this is at this point, you're kind of getting to an advanced kind of wheeling yeah. technique, which I kind of I'm actually not really good at wheelies. I just I know how to wheelie, but I'm not like stunt level of right. wheeling. But um, yeah, um, film yourself. Because it feels like you're actually going further than you actually are when you're doing wheelies. <laughs> two inches felt like two feet. This is six inches, right, Liza? Right. <clears throat> but uh, if you if you if you are able to find yourself an empty parking lot and you have a buddy, just you know, start doing your wheelies and get in a sense of how that feels and how high your front end is off the ground, and just you know watch the tape. And I wheelied the first bike I ever had. Yeah. I started riding on an RD four hundred. Ah, there you go. Yeah. That'll do it. Uh, it was terrifying when I was twenty. I don't want to do it again. <laughs> yeah. Now. Yeah. No. It's 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 scary. I, I think comes up. I think really the best advice is get a dirt bike, and so you don't have much to. Re- and if you lose. do fall off in the dirt, it's a lot softer than <clears throat> the Douglas concrete. used to do that. He was learning. He'd pop the wheel, but he'd have his feet down on the ground, keep himself from going over. Yeah. I think you know doesn't Can do that class at the yeah Stockton? Can I, I think he's he got little school. dirt bikes he teaches. Hmm. And, but he's got it on a um, <laughs> on a rig contraption. He's got yeah he's got it on a rig so that you can l- get learn the feel of the g- yeah. control. Of the clutch oh, I'm to bring it up. Hmm. I'm very interested in that. So there are yeah. a lot of people to do wheelie classes. It, it, it's not that expensive. It's over in Stockton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we were talking about not expensive because you're not expensive and my not expensive are two but, different okay. things. I think it's like ninety dollars. Okay. So, but like, definitely, if you can, if you have access to a dirt bike, definitely start on a dirt bike. Yeah, try yeah. try and do it on a dirt bike yeah. if you can. Yeah, I mean, dirt if bikes have the torque too. They're, they're they light. The they have the torque. They're hey, geared a certain way, and uh, they the ex- crash well. There's the excuse you needed to buy a dirt bike. You're yeah. welcome. Yeah. <laughs> and then we'll do it. Do it. <coughs> and then do we'll it. get to doing stoppies, which is an t- uh, <laughs> I'm more comfortable with stoppies. I am too. too. Oddly enough. They're scarier yeah. to do, but they're easier to <laughs> manage. I think. Yeah. I I don't know stoppies. I'm not afraid of going head over heel, but on a wheelie, I am. Stoppy I'm, I'm, feels more controlled for some reason. It's a much more gradual yeah. pop up. I don't know. I, I worry about stoppies with a single-sided front swing arm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Yeah. So, Z, what have you got there? Uh, all right. This one's about the nanny state. It's from Scott K. Hey, Scott. He says, this should seal the deal. This is a scenario he came up with. Mm-hmm. He said, we've all had giant bugs splat in the middle of our face shields or faces. Given Any given rider may or may not be able to ride through any given bug strike. But if a hornet goes up your nose at 70 miles per hour, oh. I think it's safe to say that your control of the bike is compromised. Maybe. In that scenario, everyone sharing the road with you is in danger. If you don't have time... You don't have enough respect f- for your fellow travelers to take oh, a simple... hold on, Z. Bye, Marika. Thanks for dropping by. Bye, Bye. Marika. Bye. Keep going ahead. So horn it up the nose. Got it. Horn it up the nose. In this scenario, everyone sharing the road with you is in danger. If you don't have enough respect for your fellow travelers to take a simple precaution against a very predictable 
very likely oh my risk then you are too selfish and stupid to share the road with me and in my opinion you do do need a nanny now i realize that i I have so much to say about this now that now now i realize that even we're not interested we just want you to read the email (laughs) now i realize that even in states with helmet laws that they don't mandate face shields he thinks that they should Mm. so here's my scenario i've been hit in the face with hornets and bees Mm -hmm. and my bike they died when they hit me but I do know people with full face helmets who the hornet clung to their jacket and crawled into their helmet and they panicked. <laughs> Guess what happens when a bug hits me in the face? It just flies off. It's not gonna get stuck in my face, in my eyeballs. But also this is not a very predictable situation. I mean, I've I mean, 45,000 miles on the road in the last two years. <laughs> I, I may have had a couple of them hit me in the face, maybe like two. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I killed a whole bunch of butterflies when they were mating. I felt really bad about that. <laughs> but normally it's like gnats and little I've things. I've seen cat do that with her breasts. That's also how I get my protein. Maybe I want to eat these bugs. I've taken a beetle to the forehead at 80 Ooh. miles June bugs feel like rocks. Oh. Mm-hmm. I had one of those in Michigan, and, and I'm like, did you throw a rock at me? It this, was a June This bug. wasn't the face, but I got a bee that got caught in my watch strap Ooh, your and watch I was strap. leading wow. a group ride, and that little fucker was sitting there stinging signals. me. Which hand was it? My left arm. Oh, and it wasn't your I was leading hand. a group, so I like had to just keep riding, and don't freak out, don't freak out, don't, don't freak, freak out. out. But yeah. I could feel yeah. that pain, and that. <clears throat> yeah, and then I was like, it alive or did, I, it, did it just? Oh no, it full on stung me. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, then I had to get the group off of the freeway and find a safe place to pull over. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so I think in this scenario, it's it's not a helmet or not. It's being able to react properly under stress and duress right and I'll, I'll say i i always wear a full face and i have been riding with my visor open because i like to have yeah. the wind yeah. and a goddamn bee flies right in there hit me in the face drop down into my neck gator <laughs> oh. and then stung me in the neck oh. as i'm trying to pull over See that this can't happen to me because it's just gonna fly off yeah so and, z i have a question have you taken like a uh, a rock to the face Yes, I've also taken a GPS unit to my shoulder. Oof! I, no, so, I take this shit all the time, and uh, I take I've taken rain and shorts and sh- short sleeves, and my I've been just red. I, I took oh. a rock to the face. Yeah. Uh, thank God I had a sh- you know a full face helmet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, if if you need any convincing right now, so Icon right Icon mm-hmm. Sports they do helmets, and on Instagram they're having a contest. Send us in your road rash pictures of your Icon gear fucked mm-hmm. up, and you, there are just. Helmet after helmet, full face helmets with scrapes, top through the face shield, down to the mm-hmm. chin part, like helmet after helmet after helmet. Like yeah, that. I have the uh, windshield curse. Every time I crack it open a little bit, some fucking goddamn thing comes in immediately. <laughs> yeah, yep. Like yeah. I just, it just. Can't I have the close. opposite. Every time I have it open, but just a little bit, or like I'll do it halfway. Yeah. Whatever hits me hits the 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 visor. Like, I rarely do it come through. I'm like, ooh, good thing I had it halfway down. You're right. Hmm. Ooh, that maybe, was close. Maybe that's the height of your windscreen. Yeah, yeah, it might be. Um, I've been hit with some really but, juicy but, bugs. Too. Did you know that butterflies are red when they when they splat? They actually have blood. Most oh, bugs yeah. are like yellow or green. So here's a good point. Instead of requiring people to wear their face shield, why don't you have people get a windshield so that they can ride with their open face? Hmm. 
I, I love windshields, I but I also still go. respect that some people don't want to. Right. So and let's, let's, I, let's yeah. have a choice. Also, some bikes can, can have problems with stability with windshields, too. The they sports bikes aren't designed for having a large windshield to keep yeah, that over like, you. But the, the argument of you have a responsibility because you're, you're a, one of another, you know, people on the road. No, I mean, you can get a rock to the shin or like all sorts Lots of things, things can, can get you. to the arrow. It's, it's yeah. all up to the individual person to, to make sure that you're not going to react badly. Now, so all these yeah. things are, you yeah. know, you didn't plan it. Let's talk about the responsibility of not being on the road uh, inebriated or, yep. you know, making the right choices that you're not putting people in danger on purpose. Or distracted. Or making sure your bike is proper <laughs> maintenance on it. Sort of. And, and can Definitely also, proper maintenance. Oh. And can I also say that that far more, what I found more far more dangerous than like a bug hitting me in the face has been when like an eyelash like comes loose and gets in my eye. <laughs> or even I'm just riding. a little piece of dust gets <laughs> in there. Oh my God. And like, I can't see. True. Though, and dude, like, that's so true. And, you know, and my Your eyes, eyes are all watering and shit. Yeah. Yes, and it's like you got to pull over and like try to make uh, it safe. And then the water from your eyes starts splattering on the inside of your window, your face shield. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff that can happen. It's just how you handle it. Personal so, accountability. I'm I'm sorry, I can't get behind that one. Eh, yeah, that's why I'm over here cringing while I was reading it. I'm just, come on, man. I know. Jim, All right, we got so our last email? Yeah, we do, and this one hits close to home. It's a hello from Zach Boston. Hi, Zach. Hey, hey Zach. Uh, my name is Zach Boston. I am a new fan of the guy's podcast. I really enjoy all the stories and silly stuff you guys talk about, uh, except for Knock. Uh, (laughs) Of course. course. I'm just kidding. Uh, For myself, I'm a new writer. I got my license about a month ago. I was planning on getting a Ninja 250 until about two days ago. Mm, What happened? He got a Hayabusa. (laughs) Um, The event that changed my life and hopefully not my future in the world of motorcycles is the campfire. So I lived in the city of Paradise. And oh, made man. it out with only a few sets of clothes, Shit-holes. my little brother and my dogs. Well, I'm glad you and your little brother and your dogs got out. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Um, I'm currently going to uh, be in Santa Cruz the next few days and was wondering if I could come by the shop and ask a few questions about riding as it seems I'll be going, won't be going home for a while. Mm-hmm. So always, thank you for your time, guys. Best wishes, Zach. So I don't think Zach made it by today, did he? But no. um, that was the person that was supposed to come by today. Yeah, but anyway, hey man, I don't, you know, what do you say? Our hearts obviously go out. That's super heavy. I'm glad you guys are safe and okay, and hopefully your friends and other family up that way are too. Yeah, um, but come by. We're here every Sunday. Yep, and and if you lost gear and need gear, you know we've got a whole room full of gear and helmets yep. and boots and stuff. Help yourself. You we'll know. get you down the road. Liza's yeah. got a DR350. She'll sell you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, thanks for emailing, and yeah, so glad Zach. that you <clears throat> made it out. Yeah. Um, make sure you're one that you've reported, so you're not one of the people yeah, that are missing. Right. I just got a. Uh, so I posted on my group, Minimalist Motorcycle Vagabonds, about asking people about unpredicted uh, weather events. Because you know, what if you're out camping and, and California catches fire, and all of a sudden <laughs> you're camping and you die? You need to you need to be watching those things when you're when you're out on the road. Oh, yeah. But someone said that uh, the police departments aren't releasing the true numbers. That the unaccounted for is over two thousand, and the death toll is a lot higher. Wow. They're they're keeping it down, I guess, so people don't panic. But this is truly the deadliest fire in California history. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the whole town of Paradise is pretty much gone. Yeah, there's point. nothing left of that that town. Yeah, I mean, there was what something like fifty thousand people that lived there. I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's devastating. So, um, in lighter news, on that note, yeah, let's yeah. get away from this topic. February eighth, 
through 10th. Oh, it's a coming. 2019. Mm. It's a coming. Get your beard oil ready. <laughs> oh. oh, shit. I got to get my flannel ready, too. Get your flannel. Oh, I might guess, guess what it is. It's the One Moto Show in Portland. Yeah. We get invites again this year? Um, we get some press pass shit? I'm, well, no. I'm, I'm making a list of who, who wants to go. Right. Because, go. Um, yeah, hopefully we'll do press passes and go up there. Ten year I anniversary. had so much yeah, fun last time. This is one of those shows that... Um, I recommend going for longer than a day because it becomes a community. Like we were just getting to know so many people there. Yeah, and there was a bunch out. of people there, and it's easy to meet people. No, it's a fan. It's there's tons of cool motorcycles and art and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, it's fun. It is so cool, and mini bike racing, and then the flat track racing. I think they have a mini bike chopper build off this year. I think they do, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and it's in Dope. such a cool setting. So can't talk highly enough about the one motor show such Mm a well-run event lots to see and do but not just that it's really a great place to have like a collective of people just hanging out we see a bunch of bunch of listeners up that way theo you're gonna come up to portland for that Uh, i really wish i could you're down seriously you've got the flannel why is it in february you you look like oh and the beard and the beard uh, if anyone's driving up that way, the there's a coastal town in Oregon that does they uh, bury glass floats that they make. It's really cool. Uh, I'd love to go up and do it, but they do it all through the winter months. The a bunch of artisans make these glass floats, you know, like the old timey ones, and they'll bury them out in the sand, and you can go out and find them and keep them. So no, knocks in, knock wants to do that. <laughs> it's actually, it sounds pretty cool. What you Talk guys about, don't know about me is I'm a float man. I, I, just, sure. I, I just want to go out there with a sledgehammer, start swinging at the sand. <laughs> so talking about motorcycle events, I'm trying to stay around until uh, this naked ride that's going to happen oh, here in Santa Cruz. Yeah. Oh, that happened during January, the one show that? last year. Oh, that's year. right, we missed ah. it. Hopefully, it's supposed to be the second or second or fourth weekend in January. But I'm trying to stay around long enough. Of course, I don't oh, have the money yeah. yet. I want to do it. Theo, I'm looking yeah. at you on this one. I'm you're coming. Gonna, you're coming for the well, naked ride you gotta yes, come I for the naked am. ride right and then z's you, popularity you, you definitely want the roof when those photos come i'm not sure where you want to put that heated grip but you want one <laughs> well then <laughs> <laughs> yeah naked ride is coming up we just need to wait for it to be a little more cooler bagel have you done it yet oh yeah, oh, yeah. Done okay. it like twice i think yeah. I, this is gonna be so awesome i've gotten so good at not looking down that i really don't know who like who was there i i don't look don't what do you mean looking down i don't i don't look down i i look up in the air the whole time (laughs) i don't want to see your wiener i don't want to see your wiener it's not about the wieners i freak out about chest hair like oh yeah you have a hair i can't make it past chest hair i'm like (laughs) see i'm gonna see at least my butt will be warm because i have sheep skin on my bike stop Hey, I already told Mike, because Mike's coming to the one show. I said, Mike, I hope it's okay. I'm calling dibs on you as my bed partner. I said, because you're hairless. I, think I, I can't. I can't wait to share Mike a bed with you. Mike is not hairless. I, he says, "Yeah, he is." I think Emma was talking. I said, "I just want to rub up on that." Either was <laughs> Emma, and he didn't freak out. So oh, I think we'll be good bedmates. No, that's boy. good. Good news to me. <laughs> <laughs> either, either it was you, Liza, or Emma that was telling me that all the photos from the, the naked ride are almost censored because your arms are right where you cover your nipples, and then the private parts are on your seat. Pretty so much. They, so they become photos that you can't actually post. You on, can online. find lots of videos from every year this has been happening on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Santa Cruz naked motorcycle usually brings it up and it's not anything that you have to so, hide so from your bo- children so so nice. boot, <laughs> boots helmet and That's gloves it. yep well yeah. you don't even have if to you wear, wear boots gloves. you can just wear like no. flip flops no no boots I don't boots are good I don't write boots. A is that a requirement 
Like, is that a, a vampire requirement, so. or can you actually barefoot? They just want you to wear be legal, which is helmets. Well, actually, there. Yeah. Um, well, you have a place to put don't your be completely put stupid. your uh, yeah your driver's license in your boot. I'll just put it in my motorcycle. I have to pay in years. Oh, I know where okay. I can put my license. Yeah. Oh, no. oh, let's not go there. <laughs> so, sounds like and we got... And my fucking tank bag. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with you people? But I, I'm dirty, definitely trying to stay, stick around before I go to South America to, to do this ride. That's one of my things. Is I want to stick around long enough to do this ride before I head to South America. Cool. All right. Well, um, and if you want, you're welcome to... Uh, Join um, Jim, Naked Jim. He usually does some rehearsal naked rides. Jim, it's been a long time since you've rehearsed. No, he it will has. ride up to the garage. He'll go to his house, take his clothes off, ride over to the garage naked, and then put his clothes back on. <laughs> it's been a while. Why? Are you like by himself during the middle of the day? Are you like preparing? Is no, like he just clean? likes to shock. It's my everyone. moment is in. The funny thing is, I can ride around town Amen. naked. Nobody blinks. An <laughs> Nobody eye. <laughs> it's almost disappointing, right? First, you're like, "Oh, I hope I don't freak people out." Then you're like, "Nobody even sees me." It's I like, know. "Oh yeah, that's old Jim up the street yeah. <laughs> doing Jim <laughs> things." Doing his Jim things. Oh, I that's saw him in the say. calendar. <laughs> gonna have yeah. to gonna have to up my gym regiment before this ride, so that's I me. look good, Mister November. Yeah. So if you want to do a test run, I'm sure Jim will join you. Nah. At first. <laughs> My first one will be the ride. So we got a lot of stuff looking uh, hey, to Jim, look forward I'll to. I'll join you as long as we don't make eye contact. <laughs> <laughs> a little, a little, a so, little as, uh, touch, as long as they don't touch. So, Theo, just so you, so you know, one thing to make sure you're prepared for, because this has happened in the past, make sure that your bike um, is maintenance is up to You have snuff. gas. Because have this gas. has happened that people have broken down, <laughs> and, have to and then you got to go nut to butt. Or run out of gas. Oh. <laughs> This yes. is a literal a nut to butt. <laughs> yeah, yes. we've had a couple nut to butts before. So be- before we go, I'd like to do some shameless self-promoting. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm writing articles. Have doing that the whole show? Or all, all <laughs> Definitely. Hey, man. Hey, man. So I'm, I'm going to be helping out with Werwer. I'd like to write some articles there. And just a reminder, it's the Women Writers World Relay. Yes. So, so not only me and Liza here know anything that goes on there. It's a secret girls club. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm upping my article writing, and I'm also I'm starting on my, my book. But yeah, you guys should come join Minimalist Motorcycle Vagabonds, and you should also follow me on Facebook. Z Traveler. There you go. So I think, and then we're ready to wrap up. Um, yeah. Big thanks to all of our listeners and all of our Patreon subscribers. But um, oh, You're welcome. I know, you know, I'm just gonna say I was, I'm getting excited because I've been tracking our, our downloads, and in about two and a half months, we're gonna hit a million. That's amazing. Wow. Let's have a party. We're going to hit Can a million pie. down now. So I'm trying to think, what can we and do special And how many shows do you have? That? Like 285? Something like that, yeah. One million And you're at 915,000 right now? I can't we yeah. believe we've been doing this for six years. Yeah. Uh, well, Crazy. five and change. Five, five and change, yeah. Oh, five so, and change. Jeez. Just tonight's been long. That's an I average know. of 3,200 like downloads <laughs> per episode. Mm, that's sure. what it comes out. Yeah. yeah. Wow. 915,000 divided by 285 <clears throat> is 3,200. Yeah. <laughs> That's, cool. that's really impressive. Oh, and we're kicking the idea around of a Festivus party. Oh, yeah? A Festivus party? Uh, Maybe yeah. do it at uh, Casa de Gym. I got yeah, all kinds of grievances, son. Uh, you better bring some pizza string. As as <laughs> pizza string. That's right. Pizza string. As long as there's food on a sticker and a bucket, I'm there. Or mm. a trough or a tower. <laughs> <laughs> For me, as long as there's food in a tortilla, I'm, I'm good. 
Uh, awesome. So we got a lot, lot to look forward to. Hope everyone else is uh, they're battening down the hatches in the winter. I know yeah. a lot of people listen to us to Sucks keep to be you. Sorry to, to keep connected. <laughs> yeah, it's cold here, but there's no snow. That's why I'm here. Yeah. But you know, yeah, we will keep writing for you. Yeah. This is our promise to you. Oh yeah, I went up to Mount Hamilton yesterday. It's, it's such a, a dirty great job, ride. but yeah. someone's got to do it. And just a reminder too, if you're uh, in the area, come and visit. We love our guests. Yeah. So on that note, ready to get out of here. Thanks again for listening. This is Liza. Bagel. The longest outro ever. <laughs> Z, known as Controversy. Mega Jim. Theo. And we're out of here. Cool. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.